tonight's episode of the Gamecasters. We talk about all the games we've been playing recently. We do another board game beatdown for you, and then we end the show with our top five Euro games for people who hate Euro games. Stay tuned. As a gamer, dork man, son of a boomer like the D-man, dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the suburbia by Providence Hospital of Squalor, grow up to be a podcaster father. Well, the word got around. They said, this kid is insane, man. Took up a collection just to get him some board games, man. Shirk your obligations. Don't forget that mad board gamer. And the world's going to know your name. What's your name, man? The Gamecasters Podcast. Our again. name is the Gamecasters Podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have a great show today. Just you wait. Just you wait. Well, hello there, gamers. That was awesome. And welcome uh, to uh, episode 46. Natalie's crying again. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Not out of laughter or entertainment, but. I was like, Hamilton, I love Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> was that from Hamilton? Just I just, that Hamilton. was just straight off the brain. I just. <laughs> My name is Ryan, and I'm here with Natalie and Jeff, the Mad Board Gamer. And if you've never listened to an episode of the Gamecasters before, I'd say the best way to describe our show is we're like those Japanese love pillows that most people think is super creepy and weird, but there are a few wackos out there who want to marry and spend their lives with them. <laughs> we're the podcast equivalent of that. There's that episode of 30 Rock. Yep. Where, uh, who's the guy? Is it, it's, um, is it Will Forte? It's James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. <laughs> and he's like marrying Jenna as his beard. Yes. Right? But really, he's in love with that dog. Kamoki, the, yeah. the Japanese love pillow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, or, I guess you could say we are the tail end of a high. We start off crazy and weird, but then as the night goes on, we get a bit more normal, and at the end, you throw up or pass out. Oh, my God. Either way, we're against the law. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you practice that a lot? No. Wait, what do you mean? That was good, getting the beats right. That's oh, a hard song. Yeah, thanks. Well, I wrote it. Maybe so. practice it. <laughs> yeah, but you I didn't even know that. it was a Hamilton knockoff. I was just, <laughs> you know, we just happened to have the same brain, me and Lin-Manuel. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I sat down and wrote it yesterday, and you were around most of the time, Natalie. So I couldn't... Um, I was outside though, right? On the deck? Yeah, but I didn't know oh. when you were going to be inside and not. And so I don't want you to like just be there while I'm like, well, the word got around. Because <laughs> you know? you'd come down and be like, what are you doing? What's this? So I was doing it all. It was all in my head. That was the first time it actually happened out loud. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, thanks. Okay. So anyway, what? <laughs> what's up you. with you, baby? Me? Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Well, we've been watching Hamilton a lot. A lot? Yeah, we have. How many man. times? Three. I watched it a few times and then listened to the soundtrack a couple times. Okay, <laughs> three times. So have you have you it's seen it? Plus yeah, no, I have. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It is. I've heard a lot of the songs just for oh man, history teacher kind we, of thing. We watched it like the first time and we're it. like, wow, this is really good. And then the more you watch it, you're like, oh my god, this guy is talented. It's like, yeah, you see it and you're like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, of anything that includes <laughs> anything. My eyes have never witnessed anything this good. Right. Now we're like doing a lot of. Like, history research about like the presidents and the founding fathers because we're just interested and honestly i was looking at that i was like jeff would like this because he wouldn't he'd be like i know i know i know <laughs> that's I know, wrong i know that's right yeah, right. yeah right. <laughs> he wasn't there at that duel i know a lot of history i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well you probably would know most of the stuff i would i mean a i lot, would guess yeah, do, you te- do you teach anything about the like revolutionary war no oh okay um it's just not my it's not my curriculum i, gotcha. I know some oh, of it but okay I don't, it's not 
something I teach my students. They learn that in eighth grade, and then in ninth grade, it's like post-Civil War stuff. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, George Washington's in it. Oh, okay. he was actually our first the president. Yeah. 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 Thomas Jefferson. Oh, he's in there. He okay. Like a, yeah. He's a guy. I went to his elementary school. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Elementary School. Oh, nice. I was a jet. <laughs> jet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's oh, funny. Yeah, we've been watching a other, lot of Hamilton. The other thing going on with me is you got an Oculus Rift. That's what's going on with her. Yeah. <laughs> I got an Oculus Rift. Yeah. So I've yep. my Way to ride my coattails, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's the first time I've ever used like a VR system. Yeah, or so an Oculus is a VR. Yeah, right. Thing. Virtual reality. Yeah. And um, thing. the first thing I went, we, there was like a job simulator game. And you could be like a convenient. Just go on an interview. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, my a... greatest strength is I'm very punctual. It sounds ridiculous, but it's actually really fun. You're like a convenience store clerk, and people, customers come in, and you have to like give them like yeah, like give them Slurpees and hot dogs, and hot dogs. <laughs> or like um, there's what's you can work one? in a car. You can work in as a car mechanic, oh, a mechanic, and then there's or in a restaurant. In a restaurant. Okay, like so it comes chef. with. Does it come with? The actual video, and then it comes with like this thing you put on your head to like see. So it the Oculus, eyes, right? yeah, the Oculus is got it's got the VR thing that goes over your so eyes where you look like your the Terminator, phone, right? No, because no. there's some that use your. You phone have to plug it into your computer. Okay. Yeah, the ones that use your phone are a lot weaker. The Oculus is like, uh, it's like an actual gaming system, and you you can't play this particular. It's the, called the Rift uh, S. You can't play this unless you connect it to a computer that can handle it. Okay. Yeah, so it's like so you can't just plug it in any like I couldn't plug it into this laptop. Right. In work. It has to have like a dedicated gaming computer kind of to okay. run it. Yeah. There is an Oculus it's called the Oculus Quest. It's just standalone. You don't have to do anything with it. And there's no wires or anything. It's just free form. Oh, okay. But it can't do it's not powerful. Okay. Right. Okay. And then so, it, does it come with like hand Yeah, and it's got two yeah. little controls. Have you never done things. VR before? I've done VR. I just okay. wanted to get it. Yeah. Yep. Visual I accidentally of threw it. one. It comes with it. Oh, because I was trying like to throw, style. yes, I was, just like I was trying that. to throw something, and I let go, and he's like, he's like, now I'm gonna have to strap you in. And like, yeah, yep, I did, I yes. did. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I spent four hundred dollars. Yeah, so we've been playing the that, and there's this game on there called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Oh my gosh, we played <laughs> okay. it for hours last night. It is so fun. It's All it is, and you can play it without the Oculus. You can do it. Without VR, just but if using the VR is so much better. So yeah. one person's in the VR and they have a bomb that they're trying to defuse, but they don't have any information. All they have is they can see the bomb. The other person who you're talking to, who's on the computer, um, can't see the bomb, but they have a manual about the bomb and any you know triggers that might be on the bomb. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm in the VR looking at the bomb, and Natalie is at the computer with the manual, and she's like, "All right, what do you see?" And I'm like, "Okay, there's one of these bomb mechanisms has like six red w- or six wires on it. You know, three of them are blue, two are red, and there's a couple uh, or there's one white." And she's like, "Okay, it's white. Okay, there's one white. Is the white one at the bottom? Yes. Okay. Yeah, how many batteries are on the bomb? Oh, there's one battery. Okay, cut the fourth wire. Poof, and either you explode or it works, and then yeah. you go to the next mechanism, and it is and it gets increasingly harder, and you have like less time." Time to do it and it is a great way to have, like, test your strikes. relationship yeah yeah <laughs> did you ever we, blow up on the first one no we actually we did we made it the first few without blowing up we definitely died easy. a lot sure. well because even like the puzzles that you have to do like the wire ones or the button ones are easy but then they start getting harder like there's a morse code one that's like super hard 
There's like some Simon Says ones. But the hardest part for me and the reason that we every time we blew up, we did blow up was like there'd be a new puzzle that we never had before. And I'm sitting there reading the instructions. We're running out of time. And I'm like, I don't even understand what we're supposed to be doing here. And I'm like trying to figure it out on the fly. Like, come on, we got three minutes left. And you're like, he's just like saying all these things. I'm like, none of this is making sense. But so I don't think you really got to see because we we switched back and forth. Like, okay, now you do the bomb and I'll do the manual. In the later levels, I only did the early one. In the later levels, so in the early levels, it's just you and the bomb, and that's you just have like five minutes to do it. In the later levels, the environment you're in starts effing with you. Oh, is so that like the there's an alarm was? clock, and you're like concentrating on the bomb, and the alarm just goes, like, and you're like, ah, and you gotta hit snooze button, and then the lights <laughs> will go off. Oh, really? Yeah, the lights like go off, and then cool. you can't see anything except like like little lights, lights that are on the bomb and you're like oh god what the hell's going on and then it flashes <laughs> back on and then like the game will like glitch a little bit pretend you know it kind of reminded me of that awesome game we loved for the gamecube oh, Jeff. eternal darkness eternal darkness where like it's the like walls will bleed yeah me too the walls will like bleed wow. as you're going through the house and like the game will just like because you go in, you're going insane in yeah. that game. The game would like pretend to reset, so it would look like the reset screen. But really, you're like, just going insane. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, but so but so you as the gamer, the first time it happens, you're like, oh no! Yeah, what happened? You're like, oh no, it's just a game. <laughs> it's just boots. <laughs> Maybe nobody fun. cares about this, but I found this very impressive. The first time he put the Oculus like on my head, I happened to be wearing glasses that day, and I was like, oh no, I don't feel like putting in contacts just to like play this for five minutes. But it. You, I went over my glasses. It didn't even like squish them. It like didn't even feel like it was messing with anything. So I was like, that's pretty awesome because, you know, a lot of people just wear glasses all the time and it like didn't even affect that. Is it 50%? What percentage of the population wears glasses? I have no idea. It's 32.6%. I just looked it up. Yeah, well, because you don't (laughs) wear glasses. (laughs) No. So one third of this table wears glasses. You're right. So that that, that works (laughs) 36.2%. That's about right. But if like Dave was here, half of the table. That's true. If we, if we oh, actually, more, yeah, we this stat says glasses. 50%. <laughs> <laughs> 33% of this basement wears glasses. Yeah, I was impressed. Like, you put it on, and I was like, I can't even tell, like, I'm wearing glasses right now. That's what now. you get for $400. Like <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> anyway, it was really cool, man. It was really cool. What have you been up to, Jeff? What's been going on? Well, we had, as you guys know, my son turned one last Oh, yeah, year. birthday party. We had a little little birthday party. We a did shindig, it. I would call yes. it. We did it at, the, at a local park. So... People can be outside, still social distance, yeah, um, wear masks if they want. I thought it was great. And then kids could go in the park if they wanted to. So It was, it was amazing. The, yeah. the pavilion we were in was right directly orthogonally adjacent yeah. to the park. <laughs> yeah, so that then... was really fun. And there wasn't like a massive amount of people, which was great, meaning that we didn't get a bunch of stuff we don't need. Like sure. we got just yeah. the right amount of plastic and crap in our house. Good. Yeah. Because like I, I've been to stuff. a lot of these first birthday parties because first birthday parties are, are huge for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, the one that's where the most like everybody's invited. Yeah. And right. you just but that's get, the one where the kids need the least of toys because they're like yeah. so little. They don't yeah. know. So usually, you know, when we went to Bill and Christie with Liam's first birthday, they came home with dozens of like toys and presents stuff and we we got just enough for him to have like a new cool set of toys Mm -hmm. for a year or two and just you know we got some amazon gift cards because we asked for that we got some new books for him so it was like the perfect amount of stuff yeah to not completely clutter the entire house or take over the entire basement it it happened so quickly yeah so that was cool (laughs) we're watching some new shows oh what are you watching we watched 
uh, this show. So you remember Unsolved Mysteries from like, the 90s? I loved yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, did you know they they like rebooted it on Netflix? Oh yeah, I've been seeing. When you like, say rebooted adver- it, it's a new version, or they just yeah. released the old episode. I've no, been seeing so advertisements like on Netflix. Yeah, when so I go it's a on, new. I was wondering if it was good. Yeah, it's brand new episode. But that Six host was whom he made the thing. So who's hosting? Gone it now? out of it. Yeah, there is no like dedicated guy in a suit who's like yeah. And Betsy walked outside at midnight. Right. Not like that. <laughs> right. But that's what gave you the chills. Like oh, it is. So what? it is basically just six separate episodes of like a mystery crime kind of thing yeah which is i love those types of shows yeah. it's really so popular it's, right now yeah it's really crime. crime crime is really is popular, popular. Shut up. Um, but that so ben thought so too <laughs> he he laughed as well yeah. <laughs> i think he was hard. so that was so we watched all six of them and they're they're good so there is Sweet. just handling episodes oh, Again, i loved unsolved if mysteries. i watched it i wouldn't say like oh this reminds me of unsolved mysteries okay but it's a similar the show itself show. is good yeah and of course they netflix like takes it and puts like netflix original i'm like that's no it's come not. on they do that they've done that with yeah rest of development all yeah the like come rebooted. on and then we're watching they existed before you existed yeah. netflix this <laughs> is slightly older but we were watching season three of fargo so we watched season one and two hell yeah isn't that show and, amazing dude yeah. it's so good that's like the best show nobody watches Yep. Yeah, you never hear anything about yeah. that show. I remember I watched it like the first season on TV when it came out, and I'm like, "How does nobody? How does right, nobody this heard is, of yeah. this? This, this is, is incredible! It's great. What so do you think so far of season three? I like it a lot. Yeah, the uh, season three is my Duel least favorite. Duel McGregor's is pretty sweet. Duel McGregor's, yeah, Duel McGregor's. Yeah. Yeah. I love Duel McGregor. Duel McGregor. Yeah, but you don't love him in that suit in this in that show. He's like bald. No, not in this show. I just love him in general. Well, one of the two is bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's so. How far are you? We're like. Four episodes in, I think. Okay. Three or four. Nice. In. All right. Uh, it, it's we we're enjoying it so far. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really don't spoil remember. Anything. I won't. I just I know some things he doesn't know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what episode are you on? You know. Yeah. You know. I, it's like I remember, and it was so long I ago. I watched that, that show, mm-hmm. but it it stuck with me because there are so many stars in all those seasons. It's coming back. I know. I heard a season four <gasps> yeah. this year. So yeah. That's why we wanted to watch it. And so did you? Did you buy the third season? No, it's just it's now on Hulu. Oh, and now so you can get it because I remember Hulu. you couldn't yes. ever yeah. do so it. Watch one and two, and I'm like, I'm not paying twenty bucks for it. I'll just wait. Yeah, eventually yeah. it'll come out and worth it. Though. Right. If you did, it's, yeah. it'd be, just it would have so been worth it. Know everybody, each season of Fargo is like a brand new story. Like it's not a continuous yeah. thing, and they're not directly tied. And to they're the movie all different either. people. Like, in them. no, it's in the same. It's in the same world though. Right, it's in the same world, but they're like because yeah. Well, the money. I mean, like the like what happened in the movie. It did up. happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just not, they're not continuing that story in any way. Yeah, if you didn't right. see the movie, you're not going to be lost. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to be farted. And another thing. The first I, one is my favorite still. Oh, the, the first season. Is, I, the first, the first I love the first two. I, I, I the like whole the first, thing is good. I like good. the second one a lot too, but the first one is just so good. Yeah. What's that guy's name from the... Oh, uh, Martin Freeman. Oh yeah, he's like so good. Oh, yeah, don't you know? I walked downstairs and uh, oh, I just shot. Oh, I shot oh, her. Oh right heck, there. shot her. Oh no, I hit her oh. with a hammer. That was that was. Oh heck, don't go. Oh heck. <laughs> uh, oh no. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Right, one more thing. All right. Let's I, got, hear it. I have a shout out too. I a shout out. I rarely oh. get excited to get mail, but I was excited. Oh yeah. Quickly talk about, about this. this. So other than I, I want to say, I get excited when I get packages. Me too. Yes. So that's always exciting because sometimes I get mad when they're not for me. Yeah, I look at him like Just Natalie. Like God damn it, Natalie! What Especially the hell? when I know that it's shaped like a board game box. It's like, ooh, that is the the, the, the yep. square that yep. usually has a board game. What in it, did I order? I don't Devin's remember. Like, I ordered creamer. I'm like, oh yep. no. <laughs> um, but so this is exciting because I got an envelope. Okay. This, I got an envelope from this company called Mobile Escape. What what, what size envelope? 
Ooh, like a normal letter. Okay, like a letter, like a letter envelope. envelope. Got not it. like a... Not yeah, like not yeah, like, a like a big, big one. Or on, sure. Should I call it an envelope? An envelope. An envelope. An envelope or an envelope. That happened in one of our Gaming with Kid episodes. Oh, envelope. Yeah, we talked envelope and envelope. Yeah, Jack was loving that. That was good stuff. So what it is is... Yeah, it's just a letter and it's... It's an escape room in that envelope. What? Or envelope. So it comes Wait, with... Is, so is the envelope like padded? Like is there like tons of stuff no, in it? Or does I it would, look like you're getting a probably, letter? It looks like you're getting a letter. Wow. You you wouldn't know. It's not like it's... Yeah, it's not like bulked out. No, it's not. So in in the envelope or envelope, it's usually some some letter, a bunch of like different paper things. And mine that I got had like a string. I'm not going to like spoil anything. But yeah. It was yeah. like a string, a little like index card kind of thing with some weird symbols on it. There was like an introduction cool. letter, sort of like a lot of the escape rooms yep. kind of have yep. to read. And what was cool is it felt like it was kind of like a cool date night for Devin and I. Like we got this 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 envelope and we're like, oh, cool. Let's yeah. do this tonight. Yeah. You know, so we opened yeah. it up and it uses like the Internet a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was one point. Again, it's not spoiling. There was one point we had to send an email. Oh, so, you like, an email so you have to like, wait. Oh, it's an auto response. Yeah, so it like, okay. auto responded. With That's yeah. cool. So that was kind of cool. cool. And there was some like piecing stuff together. It was a really cool thing so they sent me one and what you can do is you can buy them on you can just buy one at a time if you want you can go on and pick which one you want they give like a little um is it like a what's website? the website it's it's mobile escape it's a canadian website so if you go mobile escape.ca oh dot ca okay. um, but you can just google mobile Natalie, escape. Yeah. that's for canada <laughs> thank you yep yeah okay continue <laughs> so yeah so you can just go, if you google mobile escape or they're also mobile escape on instagram you can find them and if you you can order one of the envelopes or you can order a subscription which is kind of cool so you pay oh. i don't i want it i don't i don't know the price off the time i had maybe it's like 100 bucks or 150 eight, oh <laughs> for, for the whole year so you get 12 one? oh i think it's like 10 15 bucks okay. 15 bucks at the most okay for one again conversion rate i don't really know yeah so let's say they're like 12 bucks 13 bucks yeah so kind of the envelope. same as like a unlock yeah or a, and then something. this just shows up to your house so once a month you would get these things mailed to your house oh, um, cool. if you bought the subscription well, is like there a the, time limit no. It just kind of says, just, just figure it yeah. out. What was okay. the difficulty cool. level, you think? The one we did was easy. I know that they scale Introductory, up. Introductory, probably, Yeah, right? they scale up. Yeah. So Devin and I probably finished this one in like 45 minutes or an hour. And But was it like we, challenging? Yeah, th- there were some challenges. This one had a lot of like code breaking. Like yeah. this means this, so you have to <laughs> oh, do that. Okay, yeah. um, but I, I assume they scale up and they become yeah. harder. It does say like That's difficulty. Cool. Well, plus I would also say that, you know, you and Devin, um, we talked about this before with escape rooms. And, you know, we've played so many exits, yeah. so many unlocks. We've done so many escape rooms. Yeah. Your brain is used to thinking in these different yeah. ways. Yeah. And so when this comes to you, I'm sure it's easier probably for you than it is for the normal non. Yeah, the non. You know what I mean? The nons who don't know what this stuff yeah. is. Right. But if it's still fun for a hardened vet like yourself. Yeah. It was cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it was just fun to just. I feel like Ryan won't do it because. Of the exit, and no, you guys. I'll do it. I'll do it. It sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. Fun. Yeah, you do it. You did have to like Going destroy. It. So there is some fun. cutting. There's some drawing on things. So I have to you, cut myself. You have to, like, yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh man. To, <laughs> Today. Uh, no, it's wrong. <laughs> so it is a one-time thing. So then, I yeah, can right. toss yeah. It, but that was pretty That's cool. Awesome. I, I rarely get excited. MobileEscapeRooms.ca. Yeah, something like that. We can we can find it. We can fill in the. It's oh, Canada. And then you put the website into that blank list. <laughs> yeah. Just like It'll just show up in Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mobile, just type in mobile escape and, uh, <laughs> and you'll find it. That's awesome, man. What a cool surprise cool, that yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, let's hear your shout out. You I said. just wanted to shout out Jim Gamer. I'm drinking your tea right now that you sent us. And it's oh, delicious. Oh, nice. 
Man. What? Uh, it was tea. it was morning tea. It was English breakfast tea. Breakfast tea. Morning oh. tea. Well, same, what's From this, what's what a day? non-tea you drinker thing to say. <laughs> I'm a non. non. I'm a non when it comes to tea. <laughs> yeah, he sent us a bunch of like goodies and course you know ryan doesn't drink tea so i was like i'll take that and i'm drinking mean, of course. It, like every day. i could drink tea if i wanted to oh, cool. of course you of course you don't you, are, you don't even look like a you're, tea you're teaist <laughs> <laughs> um so we have been playing some games jeff good have you <laughs> good yeah <laughs> we got a few to talk about some months ago uh our very own mad board gamer texted me and was like dude did you hear about this? Do you remember this? Yep, and I sent a picture. It was like, Phew. yep, and it and the this was this picture of the Fantasy Flight page that talked about Cosmic Encounter for two players. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it for about three seconds and pre-ordered both it and the playmat. <laughs> yep, having overdone it on the research. For those of you who know me, you know I love Cosmic Encounter. Uh, you also know I primarily play games with Just Natalie, so a two-player version of Cosmic Encounter. I was wet in the nethers at the thought of the pleasures that awaited me. But alas, I was tethered to the measure of time before the treasure would be mine. So the oppressor, the aggressor taunted me. My blood pressure was beyond measure. But then I said, whatever, I would be depressed forever, endeavor over this endeavor. So when I finally had enough of this waiting around, I heard a scuff at the door. Could it finally be my stuff? It was. I know what most of you must be thinking. How can you do Cosmic Encounter with just two players (laughs) when so much of the game is about negotiation and dialogue with your fellow players? Well, here's how. In Cosmic Encounter Duel, players are vying for control of the universe by occupying five (laughs) planets, just like in regular Cosmic Encounter. There are three encounter decks this time, um, and each card tells you what deck to pull from next. Each card basically dictates what you do each turn. Obviously, you're always going to be dueling with only the only other player that you're playing with, but basically each card will tell you things like reveal a new planet and have a duel there. Uh, At the bottom of the card, it will tell you which deck to pull from next after that duel is over. So it's it's basically like the it kind of keeps chugging the game along, Mm -hmm. this deck of cards. Um, the three decks are basically the deck that tells you to have duels. There is another deck that re- is a recovery deck that when you draw from it, you, you recover ships or you can, you know, um, reset your tactics tokens, uh, which I'll talk about in a sec. And the third deck is kind of like a mishmash between the two. So basically having a duel works the same as it does in Cosmic Encounter. You have a handful of cards that have a number on them. Uh, and the crux of the game is you're playing those cards to try to get the higher number, right? Whoever has the higher number gets to have control of the planet. Five planets, and you win. Um, it's got similar stuff to regular Cosmic Encounter, like the alien power. Everybody has an alien power, just like regular Cosmic Encounter, that breaks the rules of the game in some way that benefits you. And there's reinforcement cards that you can play in each duel. So what's the diff? Well, there are a couple new ingredients in this game. Gone is the negotiation between players, which is... An enormous part of regular Cosmic Encounter, yeah. the negotiation aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not asking people to obviously a- a- attack f- with you or defend with you. In place of this, you have a bluffing mechanism centered around these tactic tokens. Each time you have a duel, you send one to four ships to the planet you're vying for, which is, I think, just like Cosmic Encounter. You then play a face-down card, um, as well as this new tactic token. Each token, or each player first reveals this tactic token, and the tokens are really weird looking. The shape? Yeah. <laughs> like, the design is really interesting. I'll show you these after after we're done, Jeff. Okay. They have a top and a bottom section, um, and you have to turn them oh, towards right. your player. Whichever side is on bottom is the side you're choosing. So really each like- one has a number from one to four, and they each have, it's either attack or defense. 
So if I reveal, um, if I if I send four ships to the to the battle, Natalie sends three ships to the battle. Um, we each reveal our tactic to tactics token. If I reveal a one defense and Natalie reveals a two attack, she attacks one of my ships. Yeah. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. You just negate it out. Now we both have three ships on the planet. The ships on the planet is important, unlike Cosmic Encounter, because in Cosmic Encounter Duel, there are these ship advantages. So if I have more ships on the planet than you do before the duel starts, I get this ship advantage, which is always just a modifier to the number of the card I'm playing. So let's say um, if we both have the same, and we would neither neither of us would get the ship advantage, and we just go to the duel, flip our card over, who has the most wins, and they get the control. Um, but let's say I had three ships, Natalie has two ships, I would get the ship advantage, so let's say that gives me plus nine. So now when I turn my card over, my card says 10, it's really 19. So now my it's 19 inverse to whatever Natalie's is. So Natalie flips her card over and it's seven. So I'm winning. So she now has to, if she can, play reinforcement cards to get her either above my 17 or 19, whatever mm -hmm. I said, or to get me below, because you can play reinforcement cards on your yeah. opponent okay. to get me ones. below that. And so we go back and forth playing reinforcement cards until we either can't play anymore or we've played, you know, or or we both pass. And then whoever wins the duel gets control of that planet. Whoever loses it takes their ships and brings them back. And it's basically that. And then you look at the card, and the, the card will have like a reward system on it. If you win the duel, you get this. Or if, you, if you're the loser of the duel, this happens. Okay? So um, the cards in the game, they go from anywhere from negative 2 to 42, I think it was, or 43 maybe. maybe. After you reveal your cards, like I say, you take that ship advantage into account. Yeah. So if I have, the, I'll, I'll talk about the, the issues I have in a second. Well, so I don't know if you said this already, but to win, you have to control five planes. I did. Oh. Yes, two times. That's okay. Oh um, so <laughs> you have control of five planets and you win for the fourth time now. So the main difference between this and basic Cosmic Encounter, your ships don't count as attack value in duels like they okay. did in Cosmic Encounter. So if you remember, like if I'm going to attack Natalie with four ships and I'm like, Jeff, come with me. How many ships I'm are you going to send? Jeff sends three more ships. We start with seven. And that and that's added to the cards we play. In this game, that doesn't happen. The ships don't count for any value in the duel other than that ship advantage. Okay. Okay. So once the ship advantage is determined, the ships mean nothing, and they don't add to your cards. Okay. That's basically the game. You keep drawing cards and playing back and forth until someone wins. It doesn't. It's it's pretty quick. Uh, so things I liked. I, it definitely has that cosmic encounter feel. The artwork, the zaniness of the powers, the reinforcement cards. It's all there, and it feels cool. The playmat that I got is a must, I think. It adds so much allure and table presence to the game I, that I wouldn't want to play without it. it. It would seem like... I think it would just seem too minimalistic. More I mean, if I didn't have the playmat to begin with, maybe I wouldn't feel that way, but mm -hmm. I don't feel like we could ever play without it. It's, it's just... It's cool. really awesome. I like the colors. Um, now in the game, you have to worry about ship advantage, which I think is, is really cool uh, because it, it makes those tactics mean something. So... You have to bluff on these tactics because I know Natalie has the same ones I do. Mm. Which one is she going to play? Does she want the ship advantage here? Because maybe she wants to lose the duel because on the card it has the loser gets this reward. Yeah, sometimes the loser gets a reward. So maybe she wants to lose the duel. So do I play my kick-ass really <laughs> powerful one only for her to play her one defense, which I wasted this now? Because when you play the tactics, they're gone until you reset them with another action later, like kind of like in Kemet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... uh so there's like a cool tug and pull there, which I really enjoyed. Um, things I didn't like. So while those tactic tokens were cool and super stressful, they also felt a bit 
maybe too luck dependent and random. The luck and randomness was just a bit too high. Uh, I always feel like there's a lot of luck, of course, in Cosmic Encounter, but you can mitigate that by negotiating and the cards that you're playing, there's a ton of them, Mm -hmm. right? And there's multiple copies of the same number. In Cosmic Encounter Duel, there's only one copy of every number. Okay. So there's a big deck. You only draw six cards. And just like in Cosmic Encounter, you cannot ever refresh your hand unless your cards are gone. So if I happen to pull 43, 33, 20, 17, and 18, and 19, and Natalie pulls negative 2, 0, 1, 4, and 7, I'm going to win. I'm just going to win. That's basically what happened. (laughs) And in our first play, that was basically what happened. I just kind of like... Well, I, I pulled really all like the lowest. I cards, had pretty decent cards, and then cards. you got to pick up like extra cards from the deck, so you had like a ton in your hand. So that what she just said. There are ways to mitigate your alien power. Like my alien power was it my alien power that did that, or maybe I lost. Uh, I purposely yeah. lost an encounter, well, and I got to draw a bunch of cards. Made the the like the ship advantage double, and my, oh right, and for you halved. it was halved. So that was another thing. <laughs> right. But yours, you got to pick up reinforcement cards and stuff like that. So that's that was kind of cool. But so there, I mean, it's not like 100% you're screwed, but I do think it's a little bit too luck dependent because in regular Cosmic Encounter, you're all drawing from this big stack. There's multiple copies of 10. You know, in this one, we're, we each have our own little deck. And so if I draw three, it's like, okay. And then I draw 10. There's no other 10s to draw because I drew my 10. You know what I mean? So you can get kind of screwed that way. Overall, I think the game is really good. It's not Cosmic Encounter good, but it's good. Um, how often we'll reach for it, I don't know. Natalie's about to tell you why in just a second. <laughs> I liked it, didn't love it, but I'd like to play it more to see exactly how luck, how much luck determines the winner, because that's my biggest complaint. Uh, let's hear what you thought. As Natalie in, in this episode's board game beatdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natalie angrily opens her notebook. <laughs> let's see what I wrote. Yeah, I don't know how you can angrily open a notebook, but, but she found a way. <laughs> did it i wrote cosmic encounter duel wtf why are games like this so difficult for me (laughs) how can i hold my own in a game like on mars but this game turns me into a bumbling idiot (laughs) we talked about that while we were playing what happens like i don't understand like strategy games euro games i'm like on it but like games like this it's like i'm reading the card and i'm just like my mind is just blank i'm like huh in Ryan's like it's so easy. What's your problem? Like, well, I'm like what? the card tells you what to do. Flip over a planet, have a duel. You pick a card with a number on it. You flip it over. Is your higher your number higher than mine? Yep. Okay, you win. <laughs> next next encounter. Like, I'm like it's as easy know. as it gets. The whole but yeah, it's hard. Time for I was just like not understanding. I was just getting confused, and he was like getting frustrated because he's like, "This is so easy. What's going on?" And I'm like, "I don't know. These games just do this to me." It Did just... you see the, any of the pictures we post on Instagram? Natalie's just yeah. like. <laughs> Very confused. Yeah, yeah. And I felt bad for Ryan because I was like, "I'm sorry. I'm not like, I didn't. I it wasn't. Yeah, like like every turn she was like, I don't know. I have, I have no, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I. I'm like reading a card and he's like, "Well, what does it say? Would do something with it? I'm like, (laughs) do something. I was like, what does this mean? And he's like, reads it. He's like, it just says this. And I'm like, (laughs) so as we were playing, I was like, this was it just like the the language? You just were like, I don't know what a duel versus. I mean, that was part of it. I I think in general these games because like there's this is not the first time this has happened. (laughs) This might have been the worst time, but like this is not the first time. Like even like I don't know. Can you think of one? Either. Not necessarily like Cthulhu, Death Me Die. Yeah, but games like that. But games, games like that. Ga- not, basically, anything that's not like a strategic, um, mathy, thinky, you know, 
plan out my turn yeah. game. If we're just like rolling dice for combat and moving around a map for some reason, she's like, I don't understand what that means. Of a lot of people, yeah, right. right. And I struggle with yeah. like strategy. Like I have all these like cards in my hand with numbers, and I'm like, how do I know what? How many ships to put out? How do I know which one to play? And he, to him, I think in his brain, he's like, okay, I think she might do this, so I'm gonna do this, and I'm just like, uh, this one. <laughs> It's like, weird because, but in a game where you're ha- you have workers and you're placing things, you know, like, all right, I'm going to place this worker here and get this. This thing here gets yeah. this. And now I can do this action I or think, whatever. Right. But what you, you just say, I think that's the difference. That's the yeah. difference. I think. I think. I think she has a factor. big problem doing something where she doesn't. She really doesn't know what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, she can go like, okay, if I go there, I'm going to get that resource. Two turns later, I can turn that resource into that, and I will get points as long as someone doesn't go there first. But in like Cosmic Encounter, she's like, well, I could play 14, but what if you play 17? Then what do I do? Then I'm screwed. You like, right. And she locks up, yeah. I think. I, I don't know. I've been trying to diagnose you for a while now. <laughs> WebMD said nothing. Oh, my God. Well, okay. So we've played it. I feel like at the end of it, I, I'm just going to like call it a learning game. I think by the end, I was like, I think I get it a little bit more. At least the second time we play, I'm, you know, it's not going to be as bad. <laughs> we'll see. So, so, like, maybe I'll be able to like, not like focus gotta... on like how to play. Because even I got confused. Because you know you gotta like flip up those cards and then you gotta do a card and then do the tactic. Gotta thing do and, a card, dude. You know, and I kept getting confused about the order of things. Yeah, do the card. It didn't make, just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, this kind of thing. But it, I don't know. It reminds me of like like video games because Ryan just got oh my is God. getting into video games. <laughs> We tried playing. We played Portal. I'm so bad Portal. at video uh, games. That's so. why I no. don't like them. Like this bomb game, that was like right on my alley because it's like, you know, she didn't have to do anything but read. <laughs> right, but when when it's just she like read, the, the hardest part she knows for all me. Letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we played. We tried to just play. Know the letters. We tried to play That's Portal Two. Here's my thing. I realized that I told Ryan in video games, if I can't see my entire body, like I'm like Sonic. She's like like Sonic. Why can't I just see myself like yeah. Sonic? Like because Sonic. I'm like you know, it's like you're like the actual person and it's like first person. I can't. Yeah. I can't move around. Dude, this was the funniest thing I was ever. Like, all, I was like, how am I? He's like, we're supposed to figure out these. It's like Portal Two. He's like, we're supposed to figure out these like puzzles and how to like get out of this room Which or something. I was like, she's gonna love this. But she loves puzzles. How am I supposed to think about a puzzle when I can't even figure out how to just walk somewhere? <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Okay, Boomer, relax. <laughs> All right, so she's like, yeah. So she's like, we're like doing this puzzle thing, and she has to step on. All she has to do, literally, is walk. You can just walk over it. Is walk on top of this giant red circle, which like is a button. button that like activates something on my side of the room. Mm-hmm. And so like, so something happened, and she's like, she's having a hell. Of, she's like, am I on it now? I'm like, do you see the platform raise? She's like, no. I'm like, then you're not on it. She's like, I'm like, move like, over slightly. I'm like, it's right there. Aim down. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, she can only, she can only either move her body or move the camera. She can't do them both at the same okay. time. So she gets on. So she finally gets on the button after like 10 minutes of us bickering. <laughs> and then it turns out we need to do something else. So she has to go to a different side of the room. And I'm like, oh no, actually do this. And she's like, but that means I have to go back onto the red button again. Oh, here we go. I'm like, oh my God, she can't even get on. She can't even walk out of the button. Well, how are we going to do this? So I just paid for this game. I'm like, we're not 
like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> it's <Really>? so funny. <laughs> she turns into this like 70 year old woman yeah. who's never held a controller before. But I also She's thought like, about it and I was walk. like, you know, I've been playing video games my entire life. So holding a controller and doing what she yeah. can't do is like breathing sure. to me. Yeah. But to Natalie, it's like the most difficult task. You would think I was, j- I just plopped her into an airplane and said, fly this thing. Sure. And save everyone's life. <laughs> Stand on this button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, it reminds me of that. Like, I just, it just doesn't click. I got to oh. practice or do it more or something. So what have you been playing, my friend? I played a brand new game that's... Another brand new deli- game. Yeah, it just got delivered to uh, Kickstarter backers. Another delivery. And we got called to the new stuff this here. Game, yeah, this game is called High Rise. Oh, yeah, with the uh, the buildings that... Yes, so High Rise was, I remember, <laughs> I was actually talking to uh, Deepwater Joe about it, and he said he looked at it at Gen Con a year ago. And oh, they, they had like had, a prototype or something? Yeah, they had a prototype, and you know, you're building buildings, and the prototypes, I guess, had these blocks, and you were stacking blocks. Oh, that sounds but cool. But I guess that became like fiddly, a table bump knocks things over, whatever. It just seemed oh, like too yeah. much. So, so now they use standees. The, the buildings became standees, which are amazing and all. What are standees? Talk about standees is just a cardboard standee that you put into a plastic stand. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's kind of like a miniature, but it's just made of cardboard yeah. and yeah. it's so two-dimensional. It's like a flat mini. Um, okay, so this is, the game is, uh, again, called High Rise. It's by Formal Ferret Games. <laughs> Formal Ferret? Yeah. So the, the ferret's in like a tuxedo? Yes, this is exactly okay. the, the logo. Okay, It's like cool. a, a well-dressed ferret. Yeah. And it's designed <laughs> by a guy named Gil Hova. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. <laughs> Yo, she's on my nizzle. I'm going to design high rizzle. <laughs> wow. That kind of worked, Did right? you like Word. that one better? Or the <laughs> yeah, it was better than Hamilton. Hamilton was better. better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Gil Hova, if you don't know him or the publisher, they made a game called The Networks. Yeah. Recently, which Natalie really like. You wanted to try that. I can't remember. I think you're creating like a TV. It's a TV station. Yeah, station. Yeah, you're, you're like running a TV station. Yeah, you're oh, to run are there different, different like, roles? Yeah, I think remember. there's like buttered ones, oh and God. there's <laughs> the Hawaiian ones. Yeah, like those are the yeah, best the with, with pulled pork. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's Gilboa, <laughs> and the artwork is done by one of your favorites. <gasps> Ryan James. Quan Chai Moria. Ooh, Quan Chai. <laughs> yeah, Ryan James. Yeah, Ryan James. That's right. Ryan James. Yeah, there is a Ryan James. Ryan James. James. Uh, yeah, Quan Chai Moria. Oh, man. Done. Yeah. Cryptid, Hall of the Mountain King, Ooh. Dinosaur Island, Catacombs, Flip Ships, oh, Bosk. Yeah, he's good. Nice. I wrote Nicely all done. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, is that the Catacombs guy? Yeah, yeah. sure is. So he's done yep. some great stuff. Yeah, and great the art stuff. in this is awesome. Phenomenal. Even the box cover, I'm like, it's got this kind of cool look of like slightly futuristic. Yeah. But also very like current. It's it's very oh, cool. sweet cool. man. You're getting me juiced up. So in high rise, <laughs> juice. guys, the sky is the limit. Okay? <laughs> okay. As players are competing to construct the tallest building in five major neighborhoods, scrape that sky. Uh, it takes place over two or three rounds, depending on if you play the standard game or really the full two game. or three rounds. That's that's yeah. short. It seems short. The time on it does say like if you play a standard game, you can play it in two hours. So it's like one to two hours. Wow. The full game says three. I would. Doubt that it would get that high. So each round me. must have so, like 35 turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that, so Devin and I played it. The two of us played a full game. So we played all three rounds. And okay. we played it. I explained it and played it in, in two hours on the dot. Oh, cool. Which oh, is like. That's not bad. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. obviously with three or four, you might creep up to that like two and a half. It does make a suggestion. And Gil has this video that he put out that teaches you the game. And he said, even if you're experienced gamers, when your first game, just play two rounds so you guys get the the mechanics of the game and then later play the full three rounds. Sure. So, okay. 
we played three rounds because it says if you play with two, just play the full game because you'll get through it in, in a decent amount of time. Yeah. Okay. So you have these, your workers are called moguls and you're uh, moving your mogul on different action spaces around the board. And it's this one way track around the board of action spaces. So think of something like Maracaibo or Takedo where you're moving on this one way track and you can go as far as you want around the track to take an action, but But you can never go backwards. Oh, and then is it the other players turn until they catch up to you? Yes. So Uh, similar to that of like, yeah, all those games, Maracaibo or even like. If you haven't played those games, like Patchwork, yeah, if you're behind patchwork. in Patchwork, you're always going until you're in front. Yeah. And so you can go as far as you want. The only restrictions on actions are you can't take the same action that someone else is on. So you can never go on that same All right. spot. Yep. And you can never take two actions in the same zone. So there's different zones for actions. So like the danger zone, one zone might have three different resources. So you could never go and take this resource and then move one spot and take six. So you have to okay. move zones. Sure. And like you said, the the player who's farthest behind will continue to go until they're there. And then a lap is one round. Okay. Another lap is the second round. And then the third round would be the last lap. And the action spaces are broken up into zones. And they're, these zones are connected to buildings on the board. So they call these zones tenants. And the tenants are really cool. They have like cool different powers that you land on. Ooh, like, I like a good power. Yeah, there are. Too. Yeah. So there, it's either an action on the space or even the action might say, take this card for later use. Sweet. So the card's like a one-time use or like a bonus throughout the game. Yeah. And what's also great that helps like variability is there's a whole bunch of different tenants. So you rotate. There's probably, so there's three spots per neighborhood. And I would say there's 10, 10 to 12 tiles for each of those things. So they rotate out. So okay. it could be different every, so next time Devin and I play it, it would, be a completely different game. I listen to you cool. all the time when you talk. Just want you to know that. Okay. I'm probably more like captivated right now than wow. I've ever been by any game you've you've explained. Really? Wow. I don't know why. Natalie, are you thinking about tea? No. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about the game. What are you thinking about? Which so, game? <laughs> as with another thing I really like about the game, as you take actions in high rise, there are and I said the name of the game, high rise. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cosmo Encounter Duel. We played that. Is there's yeah, <laughs> there's like an action and then there's an enhance action. But if you take the enhance action, you take this corruption. So you're also keeping track of your corruption. Okay. So, so it's better for you, but it hurts yes. you in a little way. So the corruption, you know, the whole thing is like you can build all the cities you want, but you got to get your hands dirty. So at some yeah. point you got to take this corruption track. Can't so you move up huh. not only on this point track, but on the corruption track as you're doing things. And the main objective as you move um, around this track is to collect these different color floors. Um, okay. Which are pieces of steel, but they're just different color. So okay. the different floors are, you're going to use those floors to meet blueprints that have been set out for that. Okay. Route. So that's okay. not what you're putting under the board. Right. Right. Okay. So, so I'm collecting like a, a gray floor, a black floor. So these are like the floor. resources. That yeah. You so need. I'm collecting these resources to build this, uh, these buildings. So there's, there's each blueprint, there's three blueprints, one for each round. And there are six buildings in that blueprint. So for the first round, you can build these six buildings. So you're trying to collect those resources. Okay. in order to build those buildings and put them on the board. Okay. However many floors there are is how tall the building is. So there's spots on the board where there's construction. So you go to the construction spot, you take your resources, you take your floors off of your construction site and you turn them in. And if it's a four building, you get to put a four building out there. Ooh. And that's where the standees come in. So the standees are, are different heights. How high okay. do they go? Uh, 15. Ooh. Whoa. It's pretty cool. Our I highest, saw some of the pictures. They looked really cool. Yeah. Our highest was 11. And then Devin got like a bonus spire which was like a little thing on top. She yeah. stuck that on top. So her, our oh, you get to like put a little yeah. thing on the oh, thing. So there's like oh, a little I like spider. putting things on the thing. And so that's, yeah. So it went from an 11 to 13. So nice. she had like a 13 building. So I guess in theory, you could have a 15 building with a spire. With a spire and you could actually put a spire on top of a spire. So you could get like really tall. It could, yeah. You can't really triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah. <laughs> so is this the one that she won? 
She did not win this one. Okay. Um, in her face. In her face, yeah. Devin. <laughs> I won this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, so once each each round has its own set of blueprints, so you can see all the blueprints in the game, and so you can kind of plan for later yeah. as you're building them. And if you build, if you're the first one to build a building, you get a bonus floor. So if it's a four floor and you're the first one to do it, it becomes a five. Ooh. Oh, okay. And Ooh. if you... I want to play this. If you build it perfectly, there's some bigger ones that if you build perfectly and use this special resource as the special resource, you get another one. So you could, in theory, turn a six building into an eight building. And you score that many points for how tall the building is. So you build eight building, you get eight points right away. And once the round ends, um, things kind of reset and you score uh, you score each neighborhood for a tallest building. So there's the five neighborhoods. Oh, each building right. that's the tallest will score some points. Lower in the first round, higher in the in the last round. So you go each neighborhood one by one. You score the tallest building, and then the second round it's first and second, and then the third round it's first, second, Damn. third. And Jay Z's got a winner on his then, hands here. Yeah, this sounds and then good. you get, and then they also do a, just the points for the tallest building in the entire city. We'll get some bonus points too. And yeah, you play three rounds. You score at the end. Maybe you two. get. Uh, you look at your corruption track. So throughout the rounds, the corruption track will adjust. Like if you're furthest on the corruption track. Yeah, what does that do to you? Do you just get negative so, points? So yeah, you're going to get negative points oh, okay. at the end of the game. Um, but it also looks at, with two players, it works a little different with than with four players. But so what Devin and I had to look at was, we looked at how far we were away in points. If you were more than five points up, you you uh, didn't lose any corruption. If you were further back, like I was losing the first round by like seven or eight points. So yeah. I lost two corruption. Oh, okay. Oh, you uh, lose corruption. So I lose got corruption. it, got it, got it. Um, so it works a little different with four players where you're actually shifting your points and your corruption back and forth a little bit. So you're managing that through the game. And then at the end of the game, you're losing the points that you're on, which Devin and I both lost maybe like 12, 15 points. Oh, wow. Um, because of corruption. Yeah. But I, I like. you're both doing it. Yeah, I yeah. liked that mechanic a lot, trying to manage, like, okay, I really want this extra floor. I really want this, um, this cool action. Let me just take a corruption. Yeah, that reminds me of Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah, that little skulls. Uh-huh. Yeah, which that reminded me a lot of that too. Uh, overall, I liked it. Sweet. I so I really liked it, and I asked Devin, and this is something Devin doesn't say. I was like, Devin, did you like it? It's always <laughs> a thing. So Devin said that she knows that it's a good game, but it wasn't her type of game. You know what? That is like a very uh, gamery analytical yeah. thing to say. So, so like, I didn't. You're becoming a gamer, dude. You know that it's like, yeah, a good game. Whether you like it or it's not, it's just not your taste. Yeah, she was like, I know that this is a good game. She just was like, it wasn't my favorite game. Yep. Yeah, it's designed well, which it is works. a compliment. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> good thing. What about you? What'd you think? I so I thought the art and the table presence was awesome. It was so cool taking these buildings and putting them on there. And there are certain times where you can like add construction so you take a nine and turn it into 11 mm-hmm. yeah. it was very cool like look at the board and have all those types of things i liked that there was also some control aspects where if i put my building on the spot that was connected to one of those tenant spaces i get to do that action so there's cool of timing that where i can build and take an action that's cool if someone lands on the spot and wants to take that action where i already have a building i get a little bonus so mm-hmm. i get a floor out of the bag like a, a free mm-hmm. floor or free resource so i liked that a lot um, I liked the track, the action selection track, because really there's there's times yeah, a in cool the game mechanism. where you might mm-hmm. you might need to just skip like five zones. Like you might want to go three, four, five zones ahead and just go partly around the board because like you need that action right yeah. now um, instead of just you know <clears throat> piddly dinking around. Uh, so yeah, you can like, go all the way around. <laughs> that, the board. That's a Devin term, right? I liked that. Yeah, <laughs> piddly dink game. Yeah, I liked that. There, there's also some player interaction, but it didn't feel too much like take that. Like 
there wasn't really a ton where people were taking things from me, but like, I'm cool with player interaction of like, oh, you're on the space that I wanted. Yep. Darn. That's right. Um, that, that I'm okay with. That, Knocking down that your never, building is, is a bummer. Does yeah, that happen? So, Can like, you so, knock my yeah, building so down? So there is, um, if let's say there's three spots. So with two players, there's three spots in each neighborhood. Uh, so let's say there's a 10 and nine and an eight in order to build in that neighborhood. I have to make it higher than the smallest building. So I'd have to have a nine, 10 or higher. Sure. To not, the, and all I do is the, the smallest building would go away. Whoever had the smallest building actually gets two free resources. Oh, okay. So, so it's compensation. Yeah. So you get something copy. for that. That happened maybe three or four times in our game, but it didn't seem. That's different to you me. You already score your points. That's so different like though. Yeah. Because that's like, okay, I know I have the smallest here. I'm, I'm in trouble or yeah. danger of, of getting, it's not like I roll a three and those three buildings are dead. Right. You know yeah, what I you mean? You just screwed me up. Like what? That's, yeah. that's just, uh, yeah, it's not no. like that. And what you could do, so in that neighborhood where there's a 10, a nine and an eight, you could actually build one that's smaller. So if you wanted to build a building that's four, you say, all right, I'm going to build the four. You turn your resources in. And what the directions say is you built your buildings in the suburbs and nobody really cares. <laughs> and you still score your four points yeah. for building the smaller building, yeah. but it doesn't count for it being like oh, okay. that. So the player interaction was great and it just didn't didn't make me feel like butthurt throughout the game. Yeah. Like, oh my God, right. how ridiculous. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just and there was always, even in moments where Devin took the spot where she could construct... The next spot in that same zone is a construct, but I have to take a corruption or two. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, I can still build a building. I just have to take a couple corruption. So there was always options for me. Or I can skip ahead four zones and go to the next construction sure. if I didn't yeah. want to do that. So I think the variability is really cool with all the different tenant tiles can be rotated. I'm, I'm really excited to see what else is there. I think scoring is like simple and straightforward. You're building buildings, you're scoring points. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's yeah. And that that I I think Devin liked a lot where there wasn't this and I like point salads and Natalie, I know you do yeah. too. But there wasn't just a ton going on. It was all right, how do I win? I build buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's right. the ways that you can yep. build these buildings. Yep. There wasn't a ton that I disliked. I would say that one of the things Devin didn't like that I thought was okay was we had to play with a neutral player. Because there was two. So if you play with three or four, you don't have to play with a neutral oh, player. Oh, there's dummy players. But, okay. So the dummy player, it's a little unique in that we trade back and forth controlling the dummy player. Okay. So you can choose to either move the dummy player and block a spot in the next zone, and then you just pass it along. Or sure. you can move the dummy player to that spot and take that action, but you take a corruption. Oh, so okay. you take a corruption. So you could get another action. So we're getting... Right. Second actions out of like it, yeah. It. Which I liked. I was like, okay, that helped me plan some things. Where I'm okay. like, okay, now I control the dummy player. I can get that floor and then move my sure. worker there to construct this building. Mm -hmm. Right. So I liked that. Devin wanted, I think, just not to be able to do anything. She wanted to focus on her own. Yeah, I don't want to have to think about this yeah. other and stupid I think thing. That, I get that. Completely. Yeah, that just comes with like our first play. Me being more experienced in gaming and just knowing like how to. Yep. So she was like, I could have done without that, but I get why it was there, and that was honestly. That could that was my only issue. Really? So you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it a lot. I think better that, than Good Night Great. Yeah, Ooh. I think that if I want to play it, something it, it could bug you. If it does take three hours, that could bug you. That would suck. But yeah. us playing in two, I didn't. Yeah, that seems. And reasonable. I don't know if I see. I don't know if I see a three or four player game taking longer. That much three longer. hours. There's not a ton of AP. I don't think so. Cool. You should be thinking about right. stuff. Yeah, it's not like don't. there's some games where you can't. 
think right. about what because you're doing because change. the state the state changes right. until your turn. Yeah, and so it sounds like be, you can probably yeah you can go. All right, here are the two spaces that I might want yeah. to go to. Hopefully, no someone one takes, takes that. It. Okay, then I might have to think about what yeah. to do. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't feel like we were waiting a lot. Maybe the last round we're trying to make sure we have the exact that's stuff, awesome. But yeah, that was high rise. Sweet high rise by. Ferret, formal ferret, formal ferret, formal ferret with the H to the Izo, V to the Izo. So yeah, look up high rise. Pictures are sweet. It's got an awesome table presence. Uh, Yeah, the pictures you posted look really cool. I want, I want to, I want to try it just from those pictures. There's some games that do that. You see it. There was another city game that kind of got raked over the coals because of the designer controversy that happened expand city yeah and it looked amazing and now you don't hear anything yeah they had like like, almost like a lego block yeah and you stack them up so we went to target um are you gonna sing like the king a couple weeks ago (laughs) what's the king song I was, but then you did. <laughs> stole my thunder. Oh, the next song. Yeah, stole my thunder. So um, we went to Target a couple week, a week ago, two weeks ago, for something that we uh, needed that was not board games. <laughs> we came home with two board games. Oh, yes, for Scarlett's birthday present. And then we bought ourselves some presents. <laughs> so we bought two games that we played at Gen Con this past Gen Con. Gen Con. <laughs> so we, uh, we picked up a game called Heist. and a game called Pictionary Air. These two games, just go buy these games. These are, this is a lot of fun. And like we play with Ryan's eight and six-year-old and they... Love it. They love them and they play them well. Both of these games are very good with kids, but also very fun with adults and adults only. So we played, all right, so let's talk about Heist first. Um, You know, I want to do a throwback. Natalie, tell us how to play Heist. (gasps) No. Boom, yeah. Do it. Do it. I was thinking about this this morning, may, maybe in the shower. But I was, like, <laughs> oh, I was like, thinking about you in the shower? Oh, like, tell me more. Natalie hasn't explained a game in some That's episodes. That's what Joe said at, at Jack's birthday yeah. party. Yep. So, so like, here we go. It. We're doing it. Heist. heist. Come on. We're starting you off All easy. Right. got this. All right. So, Heist, it's like this little plastic cube machine thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> there, there's four sides, and each side is like a a role like you could be the explosives expert or the money man or whatever yeah and um each side each role also has like a button on their side of the cube and um there's also a bunch of little like pieces that are like things like goggles or a computer or explosives or whatever and they're just little like orange plastic pieces in the shape of their whatever damn it she's doing really well levels uh with the kids we start on level one and basically what it does is it talks to you and it tells you you know explosive expert die humans or, yeah it basically <laughs> says like the explosive <laughs> experts gets the you know goggles or whatever and this person gets the gloves and then if you know so you hand out these little things and then and it's important that the person that you do this right it's you important. do this right because at one point they're going to be like the person with the gloves um, use it says use, use the gloves, use the which, gloves. Which, which means which press means, your button yeah mm-hmm. which means press your button and so if you the wrong person has the gloves because you weren't paying attention or you weren't passing it around correctly um you get like a strike and after like so many strikes you lose but if you keep uh playing it correctly it kind of gets a little faster and then eventually the gold pops out it's like called heist so you're, yeah, like, you're trying, trying to like, break this vault yeah. it's like a safe yeah yeah, yeah but like and i mean we play we've only played the first level with the kids but at gen con last year we played the highest level level, level five, five maybe and, it was and it's hard it's yeah. fast it's super super it fast. feels so satisfying when you do it when you yeah. actually when, even on level one we were playing with the kids and when we when the gold pours out the kids are like oh 
Yeah. yeah. And they're like, they're and like, then they all little... take the gold and they're like, I got five. Yeah. I got yep. three. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, so it's really <laughs> fun. Yeah, because it's like Natalie said, it's this, it's like plastic cube and it's got this mechanism inside it as you're playing through it. And, you know, it's like, uh, trade the gloves for the computer. And you're like, okay, who's got the gloves? Okay, I got the gloves. Yeah. You, you got the gloves, you got the computer. And then trade. it's like, yeah. yeah. And then it goes quick, you know, and then, and then as you start to do well, you, you collect money because you're, you know, Mm. pulling off a heist yeah. but there's this mechanism inside the middle where the gold pops out at the end and as you're starting to do well it starts to raise up yeah and it's like you're oh. halfway and so, there and so you cool. feel like yeah. okay we're getting there oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like at one point too I think it tells you like everybody press your buttons at this, like at the same time you have to press them and and I think with the money too if as long, like, as long as you keep doing things correctly you know it'll be like take a million dollars take a million dollars and you can kind of tell like if you messed up because there's going to be money left over at the end yeah um and i think if you mess up too many times you just yeah die. then you just you just lose yeah. we that hasn't happened to us because we've only so far with the kids we've only played on level one we played it a million times but they don't want to go on the level two <laughs> yeah, yet because like they, they're nervous but to do man, it man they're good at it and they love it and Lexi's, we love it too it's actually a game well, we, we play with a them professional game. she is yeah she's incredible <laughs> but yeah. and, well that's the good thing about this is it's cooperative and so nobody gets like butthurt over winning yeah. or losing second butthurt this <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i gotta do one later <laughs> yeah and then pictionary air so all right so that was heist pick yeah. up heist it was like 25 it's, bucks it's really I bought it. jeff's got it too i bought right? it recently yeah. after gen con i bought it because i'm like my students are gonna love this yeah and then and then they did then we shut down oh. yeah then, oh, then covid happened like, i thought of killing all the gamers the first time. <laughs> <laughs> <I> delete. yeah <laughs> i thought of it as like when we're watching because i remember kind of like creeping by it and watching people play and go what is that like yeah go play yeah. It. agreed it reminds me, it's, like, it's like extreme bop it you know it's like that's yeah. exactly what it's like wherever it's like pop it twist it spin yep. it shake it jack it and it's like fuck it oh suck it <laughs> hump it okay well get comes so far now it's like extreme bop it let me go back to where <laughs> delete <laughs> yeah fuck it suck Ryan. it hump it Jane. rub it scratch it <laughs> Wait, that's your It's like dirty bop it. Yeah. It's called fuck it. <laughs> and you just play it with your girlfriend. <laughs> you don't need anything. The There's not even like a thing. A yeah. yeah, you just. All right, just I'm going to say I'm going to say some do. commands and you just do what I say. <laughs> fuck it. What? Fuck, okay. Oh, well, suck it. It's part of the game, I guess. It's the game. Rub it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, that took a turn. Yeah, that's supposed turn. to be a family friendly <laughs> section. Yeah, family. Of <laughs> I never said that. Dictionary error. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like this is the game right, we're talking about. So that about. was he- yeah, you're right. So that was heist. Play it with your kids. <laughs> yeah, play, play heist with your kids, not whatever Ryan's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. It really took a spouse. turn. <laughs> so then the other game we picked up was another one we played at Gen Con, which for some reason when we played it at Gen Con, I think all of us were like, we're in the future. This yeah. is the future. This is amazing, <laughs> and it is really fun. So everybody's played Pictionary. If you haven't. It's a game where you draw pictures <laughs> and try to get people to guess what the pictures are. In this game, this is called Pictionary Air. And you have this like air, this like pen, and um, it connects via Bluetooth, I think, to like your yeah. iPad. And you can cast it to your TV. And you're basically, you have a card. And then the card will say, let's say, birthday cake. Okay. And so everyone's in front of me looking at the iPad or the TV. And I don't see the iPad or the TV. And I have to, in the air with this pen, draw a birthday cake to try to get people to guess it. And when I draw in the air, it shows up what I'm drawing on the on the iPad, like on the right. tablet um, or on the TV, whatever you're using. But the person drawing can't see. Yeah, well, like yeah, like that. I said, the person drawing yeah. can't see the app or the TV. <laughs> so, that's all right, second time. And so the people get five I'm points. I'm just reiterating. I think it's five you win. Yeah, you win in Cosmic Encounter if you get yeah. five. 
<laughs> planet <Shut> up. <laughs> um, it's so much fun it because really you're fun. you're terrible at drawing it, of course. Except yeah. Natalie. Oh and I don't even know. No. If, and Lexi. If you're yeah, good, if you're amazing. an artist, you can be very good at Pictionary. I don't know yeah. if you can be very good at Pictionary yeah. because you also have to have that spatial yes. element of right. knowing. Because you can be the best artist in the world, but if you don't know. Where did I just draw that circle? Now, right, now you have to go back, back and reference somewhere. it. Yeah, because you can. Well, a you cool can do thing that. about Pictionary Air that you can't do in regular Pictionary is, and Ryan, you can suck it. Really enjoy it. it. Stop. Pump it. Ryan really enjoys Stroke doing it. this, but he like interacts <laughs> with his pictures, so he would like be like draw an umbrella and then like hold it, pretend like he's holding it. Okay. And he's, yeah. Like, yeah. Under yeah. it. Yep. All right. Yep. You know, like he would do. Yeah, stuff I would like, like draw that. a guitar here, and you're holding this. Yeah. 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 You're like holding on the. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I would like draw a guitar and then I pretend to play it, and I'm a terrible artist, so people. People are like, what is that? And then I start strumming and they're like, oh, it's a guitar. Yeah. And that's really cool. And another thing that's really funny about it is because it uses like, like the green light thing. Like it says, don't wear like light blue or green clothing because that the color of the pen is green and picks it up. So we were playing with Ryan's like niece and nephew and Jack had like these shorts on that had a green stripe on the side and he would literally (laughs) just walk back and forth and it would draw draw on the screen. So then they're like, take off, take off your shorts. And he's like, okay, no, 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 no. (laughs) But he, well, he did. And so his underwear are green and Cameron's like, take them off. And we're like, nope, nope, shut it down. (laughs) Shut it down. It's like really funny. Like we've had, people have had to take a change clothes because it messes with it is it, so much it's, fun it's yeah. great for families if oh, you're out yeah, there and the you have some it. kids or even if you just ha- you know game nights are starting back up again if you have that and you want to just do something for like 10 to 15 minutes you know while you're mm-hmm. waiting for the next game to set up or waiting for food to get there it is so much it fun. fun and it's it works surprisingly easy. well yeah i was kind of shocked at how well it worked i thought there'd be connection problems and you know like you would draw and it would just it like, would, like not miss, yeah it would miss yeah. it doesn't I mean, it's like yeah. perfect all it if, comes with is like the pen the and the cards Cards, suggestion cards of what to draw, and it's like twenty bucks from Target. And it's cool because you can you can draw a bunch of things. You you don't erase it. Whoever's watching on the iPad erases it. So you can like you can like draw a circle and then stop and then draw things inside the circle and stop and then draw something over here and the circle with the thing is still on the 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 camera. So there's a button to hold on the thing to. Yeah, you like you press the button. Yeah, yeah, to to draw. So it's like a red light and when it's green, it It turns green. So fun! It's a great game. Both of these games are great for for gamers, families, and nons. Yeah, everybody. Everybody would like these games. So that's Heist and Pictionary Air. Air. Good job, Target. Yeah, Target. Target is doing Targets. Targets becoming. A place where even gamers can go buy. I think games. they're recognizing that you know yeah, this is a, this is a this is an opportunity for yeah. you know yeah. Money. Well, they even pulled in some Target exclusive games. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like Jaws great. of the like, Lion. Yeah, it's like oh Jaws. Yeah, Jaws of the Lion is going to come out to everybody this date, but two weeks early you can go to Target. You can go to Target and get it. Like, and get it. Yeah, like WTF? And that's like mate. That's a huge game. That Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. People are. I want it. Yeah, it's, just, it's apparently the way to get into Gloomhaven. Yeah, Joe. You know? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe our. What do you mean, way to Gen get in? Yeah, Gloomhaven. it's like Gloomhaven, like like for it's like an introductory Gloomhaven. Oh, you will play that first, and then it's well, not it's you don't ha- you could just not buy Gloomhaven oh. and get this. Yeah, it's just a set, da- set time down. It's, it's just, just a much like, yeah. smaller condensed version okay. of it. Yeah, gotcha. so you can you can it's awesome. You can like suck it. You can oh get it. You can hump it. <laughs> oh, next game, Jeff. Just like, oh. So Jeff, what else have you been playing, well, man? Well, what you got I'm there? Going from a new, a brand new game of High Rise to then a game that is currently on Kickstarter. Okay. So this game was sent to me by Resonim Games. Oh yeah, do you know the, Resonim. Yeah, Resonim yeah. did. Um, Hold on, Natalie. Oh you know yeah, them? yeah, yeah, you do it. Oh no, I mean I've heard of the name. I don't know like who else. I'll say this: we have two games yeah, have by two, them. You have basically the the big two. Like they have one more. I don't. Although remember. one we did just get rid of. Ooh. Was it? Well, I don't know. 
One is Mechanica. Yep. So they did Mechanica, and, and they then did Visitor in Black. Visitor in Blackwood Grove. Grove. Okay. Which is gotcha. the one that me and Joe, me and Deepwater, uh, kickstarted. Yeah, and they've done two successful kickstarters, and as of I want to say two days ago, this is already funded. Wow. Cool. So this game is called Surrealist Dinner Party. Surrealist and Dinner Party. Surrealist Dinner Party is already funded, working towards stretch goals. So if this is a game that sounds interesting to you, you're going to get it. Yeah. Because they've already funded. Okay. And they are a su- they they did some cool stuff. They did a a Twitch launch for their for the Kickstarter. So yeah. a couple hours before they the Kickstarter live. went live, they were on there talking, answering questions from people. Oh, cool. They're, yeah, they seem like very cool. Yeah, they're very people. like involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. when we demoed Mechanica at Gen Con. Um they the I don't know if it was the designers, it was the I can't I don't know her name. It might uh, be Mary. Ma- maybe it was Mary. Mary Flanagan, She was like really like what do you think? Like, ask me any questions coming over and like talking to me about it. And like, she was just really into it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It wasn't it? You could tell it wasn't just a demo team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was her. It was like she like ran the company. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, so. yeah, they're cool. And they they even I went on the Twitch stream and I said hey, and they like knew who I was. They're like, oh hey man, board gamer, go check out you know the Gamecasters <laughs> yeah. podcast. Oh, I'm like, cool. oh my gosh, sweet. So cool. I'm like crying. Give us <laughs> some play. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> surrealist dinner party. It's a card game for two to four players. It plays in like thirty minutes. Devin and I got through it even quicker than that because mm. there's only two of us. Mm-hmm. So maybe 30 to 45 you're playing with slow people or four people. And so <laughs> what it is is all the players collectively <laughs> are, are hosting this dinner party. That was really okay. funny. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. talk about that for a second. I didn't even write that down. Good that one, Jeff. Nice. Thanks. Strap the brain. Thank you. Yep. Strap the brain. <laughs> slow people are four people. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so Surrealist Dinner Party. Everybody is hosting one collective dinner party. Cool. Okay. And it's a six course meal and players begin the game with six cards in their hand. Wait, did like, you say everybody's hosting a collective party? Yes. Does that make sense? So, so there's party one together, party but like, and we're all hosts of it? And we're all, yeah. So okay. we're all hosting this party. Okay. And we start with a, a, car, a handful of cards. So I think it's, it's five or six depending on the player number. Slow people or four people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who's arriving to this party are the cards in your hand. So on your turn, you only have a few options, which I like about the game because it keeps things very simple. Uh The first thing that everybody has to do is they have to play a card from your hand to the dinner party. So even though the four of us are hosting, these are the guests that are showing up to the party. I'm bringing Niv. Yeah, you're bringing Niv. (laughs) So in the middle of the table is this cool platter, which if you back it on Kickstarter is like metal. Which oh, is awesome. cool. So it's like a dinner platter. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And on the dinner platter are these tokens, and that's what's being served in this course of the meal. Yeah. So you, the first thing you can do is you can play a card to the dinner party. New. And, <laughs> and the other things you can do are you can take a food token from the platter and add it to your card. So Plater platter? Plater platter, yeah. Plater platter. I don't understand the question, yeah. and I won't respond to it. <laughs> I wanted something your thumb had touched. I'd wear the inside of your ear. Uh, <laughs> okay. The the A Netflix original. Yeah, Netflix original. Oh man. It's sad that I could tell what show it was from, even though I didn't. From the yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah. From the voice. Yeah. Or just what they said. Yeah. So each each of these cards in Surrealist Dinner Party has these requirements in the top left hand corner. So some of them are food, and some of them are an icon that represents drama or compliments. Okay? All right. So that's the requirements of each card. So you play a card. You can take tokens off of the platter and add them to your card okay or you can have your guest start drama or give compliments 
And start drama. So as you start drama, so if, if I choose to start drama, I start drama, I add a drama token to my card, and I add a drama token to one of my neighbors. So I play a card. Jeff thought about Natalie in the shower. Yeah, you can make <laughs> drama. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I think if you get into the role, you can do stuff like that. You like yeah, say stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's awesome. It is such, it's such what, what do you do? Like, what do you? What's the goal? The goal is to fill out these requirements. Okay, you so, want to get your requirements so each of these, filled yeah, out. Each of these cards have, I don't know, five, six requirements. And for each requirement that you fulfill when your guest leaves, you get that many points. So oh, okay. Pretty simple. Oh, okay, cool. Um, there are some like, there's like a little expansion sort of that it's like the first person to collect two wine tokens gets an extra or whatever. But it's mainly filling up your cards. And what what's kind of cool is that I have spot for three guests in front of me. Okay. You have a spot for three guests in front of you. Sure. Natalie, you have a spot for three guests. If my leftmost guest is going to start drama, I can start drama with one of Natalie's guests. Oh, Next. okay. So, yeah. so Natalie, she might not need a drama token, but she's going to have to take a drama token yep. and put Get it one on now. the spot. To f- so it take, kind of takes away a point. Yeah. Um, yep. Or same thing with compliments. I could give you a compliment, but your person might only need drama and wine. Um, <laughs> Sounds drama just like Natalie. Yeah, right? Yeah, yep. right. Pull her hair and give her some alcohol. Yeah. So, <laughs> not in that order. Drama? No, not in that order. <laughs> give her some alcohol, then pull her hair. <laughs> pull it. Suck it. <laughs> There's a lot of editing in this episode. I thought you wanted to do this one quick. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so as soon as the food tokens and drink tokens are off the platter, you move on to the next course. You reset that. Some of the surrealist cards, the guests that you play, have these powers that happen at the end of the round. So maybe they add a token or take a token off something else. So they all have cool little powers. And it is fun. Yeah, that yeah, sounds cool. It does it's, so fun. Yeah, it's it's very. I, I like the I, people, theme. I hear people refer to games as like beer and pretzel games. Yep, it's a very beer and pretzel game. You can talk while you're playing it. There's not a lot of like thinking or reading. There's only three things you can do: play a guest, uh, take a food token, or start some drama. Or start some drama. That's like so a that's hilarious like, mechanism. Yeah, start so some drama. That's, that's the only you do three things. So it says it's all laid out. So if it even gets to your turn and someone doesn't know how to play games, like here's three, do one of these three right. things and right. move on. You stupid non. And yeah. <laughs> oh figure it out. And the art is incredible. <laughs> the art is yeah. so cool. So there is one artist that has taken all of these surrealist, like actual living or dead surrealist artists and writers and have drawn them on these cards oh, in nice. these very surrealist way. And yeah. it, the art is be- like, you could buy the game. I think it's 20 or 25. Your pictures were sweet of that. You could, too. you could buy the game and just hang the cards on the wall. Like, like even if yeah. you bought it, you could just like hang them up. That's it, an idea. I thought about stuff cool. like that. That's an idea. Game? I think it's 20 or 25 bucks. It's on Kickstarter now. It's on Kickstarter now. As of now, I wrote down, I think there's like 15 days left. Okay. Today is so. July 19th as a, the date of this recording. Uh, so you have yeah. another so couple weeks, couple weeks, couple weeks to get in on sounds, it. And as yeah. Jeff said, it is funded. Yeah. It's unless funded. they, unless they start some drama and fun. take the money and run away, yeah. you will get the game. <laughs> yeah. They're working toward, I, I want this first, uh, goal to happen. The first stretch goal, because it, it turns the cardboard tokens into wooden tokens. And I want mm. those wooden cool. tokens. Cool. Gotta what, get those uh, tokens. Devin, Devin liked it. She was like, it's so, e- it's, it's hard to, to complain about a game that takes 20 minutes that we yeah. were just having fun. Like, right. Okay, what is going know? on with this analysis from the doodash? She is like, well, this is like high, it, this is like high quality games, she, uh, analysis that we're COVID, getting from she her. She probably played more games than she's played in her whole life. Tell her we uh, have <laughs> an like empty chair games. if she wants yeah, to come host the show. Yeah, maybe she's come in and Because I, um... I'm telling this analysis is not that of a non. I think she has reached non non status. We took a, we took a walk the other day, and she on our walk was like, "Can we play early on tonight?" Shut the like, <gasps> up. Yep. Shut. So we play your dreams coming. Shut yeah. your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shut your ass. <laughs> Turn your pelvis. Uh, 
Uh, that's from Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, which she beat me in early on, on. On I think it was Friday night. Oh, is that where she the one she? Beat? I saw that. Yeah, she like beat me by two. You said they're like, is that the one she beat you? And I'm yeah. like, what are you talking yeah. about? So starting some drama. It was a post that was like, Stephen beat me, and it was like 135 to 137 or something. That's exactly what the score was. Wow. I don't know, like something like 135 to like 137. So yeah, surrealist dinner party. It's on kickstarter resident games cool company that's um, cool yeah that's awesome very very, that very good cool very good stuff so before we get in into this episode's instagram inbox i want to take a quick break to ask you all if you would please subscribe to us on whatever platform, platform that you listen on if you're not subscribed to us um if, i don't it's know if simple. you're just, just a little hearing it randomly just hit the button you know do that or if it would be also really really cool for us if you listen on somewhere that allows you to rate us if you could give us a rating obviously no less than the highest possible one lie your butt off if you really don't like us whatever we are trying to grow the show we are trying to get out there and you know get uh, into more of your ears <laughs> than are listening to us now <laughs> and so the only way we can do that is if you know people spread the word so if it, we would really appreciate it if you love the show if you if you even like the show if you're on a platform like Instagram or Facebook that you have the opportunity to tell people about us if you would do that it would be that would mean the world to the three of us uh, we can only promote ourselves so much and uh, if you Again, if you like the show, it would help us a great deal if you could share, get the word out, tell people about us um, in whatever way you want. Uh, that's going to be the last thing I say about it until the end of the episode. So <laughs> with that, it is finally that time where I can take a talking breather and let you all do my show for me in this episode's Instagram Inbox. And now it's time for the Instagram Inbox with the Mad Board Gamer. Welcome to the Instagram Inbox. I'm the Mad Board Gamer, and this segment will be about four minutes if you want to fast forward. Uh, <laughs> you just, I think Apple Podcasts has a 30-second thing. You just hit 30 seconds oh, yeah. two times, and I'll be done. But I posed a question a few days ago on Instagram that asked, what is your favorite component, single component, or piece of any game that you've ever played or owned. Yeah, inter- so like that's a very interesting question. Yeah, because there are some really cool components out there, really cool pieces of games that just draw your eye. They're like, this is great. Yep. So here are some answers. Okay. And I want you guys to think of yours. Yeah, I know. I, I have been. I'm like, oh, So if you have so something many. in your brain, I might say them. This is what I thought I was going to get a ton of, and I didn't this get as one? many. Yeah, so this is Zim V 2.0, and we know her. Uh the tree from Everdell. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a yeah. tough one to not say. Yeah, it's just so imposing. Or anything, it is. any of the stuff from Everdell, like the berries, and they're kind of like the berries. Ever, yeah, everything like, about Everdell everything. is talk worthy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just, like that, they that did that game just, the right way. You can just walk by, and that tree catches your eye, and you're like, "What's that? Game? What is yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Yep. What is it? any three dimensional component like that? Like honestly, I'm thinking of uh, those buildings in High Rise are probably mm-hmm. something that you could say. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So yeah. apparently that it's called the Ever Tree. Did you know that? Yeah. The so Ever Joey Tree. knew that and she yep. told me Ever Tree. And I, she said, and she's like, honestly, I don't even put it on the table sometimes. Yeah. A lot of she, people don't like it because you it just can't standing. see around it. She has it like up, set up. But yeah, it's it blocks view sometimes, but it also is like a table hog. So you could save, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing with all the expansions. But yep. the tree is awesome. It's sweet. Yeah. The McMeeples. All right. Yep. Know them. Oh, yeah. So that's Sam and Michaela. 
What Michaela likes is you guys played Max vs. Minions. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the hourglass in Max vs. Yeah, Minions. that is cool. That's her favorite. Yeah, that is. Okay, that's pretty sweet. Sam's favorite is the insert of that game. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is also awesome. Nothing awesome. but I'm game trays. Sure when we played that, I was always the one to put it away because I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, everything just fits so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll put it away. <laughs> yeah. It is very satisfying. It's great. That's a satisfying And shout away. out to the McMeeples. Last weekend, they they had a all-day Saturday game-a-thon. I don't know if you saw this on Yeah, Instagram. I did, and I... I they uh, played... I messaged them. 15 games. I'm like, how are you Saturday? doing this? I'm like, are you eating? And, yeah, and how? And there are like, heavy games they were yeah, playing, they were playing, some playing some of them. Games. It's wow. not like they play 10 games of quicks. Like they, they wake were, up at like five in the morning. I Okay, I got up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I get up look. pretty much every morning at like 6.30. I would say that the first post might have been around seven o'clock. Wow. A.M. that they were posting. Yeah, I said, wow, this challenge is harder than it looks. Nice work. That's yeah, they were pretty boring, but but what they I, I don't have their story up now, it. but they were killing it. There was yeah, like so that's really cool. Tons of games. They, you know, they played Coinbra in the middle of the day. It was wow. Yeah, I was like, are you eating? Are you? That like, was like I don't I don't know if it was Sam and Caleb, but there was another, and I commented on theirs too. They played Lisboa and the Gallerist oh, right. back oh. to back. <laughs> that's nuts. Holy that's hand nuts. grenade! That's like, crazy. You did you pass out afterwards? Right. <laughs> like your brain. Is <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Go ahead. Uh, Nestor has a mishmash. He takes the Mario Kart pieces does. and he puts them when he, when they play Downforce. So <laughs> oh, of, I've seen. I think yeah, he, did he post a picture yeah, of that? Has, okay, yeah. I was like, I've seen that picture. Yeah, so that's funny. We got. Oh, this is funny. M stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Emily. Yep. Sure. Favorite component. Date night dice. <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged her. There is a game. Date. I'm like, is that okay? The I'm date? like, is she talking about Ben? I was like, yeah. they have their is own Ben dice? her favorite well, component? Like, is that the dice that that has like sex positions or pizza on it or a movie oh, or like what you're the supposed actual to dice, right? And then all she said was, "Haha." She was. I feel like she was very annoyed with me asking some questions about it, but she did confirm that they were. The dice that have different things on okay. them. That you, you can't can handle use. a follow-up there, M. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a, like that. It's got to be those dice, right? It is. She, yeah, she confirmed. She did confirm. I did not dice. know that yep. was called date night dice. So they're named after like... Sex dice. She just like powered down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better half reviews, who's I think a first time answerer of questioners. Okay. Uh they like the berries and Everdell. Ah that's a good one. Way to spoil and that one for the these second poor people. choice was the Ambrosia in Ancient World, which we talked about last episode. What is, is what is that cool, component? It's like a cool plastic ambrosia. Gelatinous looking, thing. Yeah, it's it's a hard plastic, but it's very cool. It's like okay. a, an, like a burnt orangish kind of color, but it's it's yep. got a cool I like burnt look orange. to it. Okay. Um Mr. Measles. Oh, yeah. Hey. Mr. Measles says a toss-up between the dumb mooing thing and Long Cow. Have you ever heard of this what? game? No. Long no. Cow? Okay. Never no. heard of this game before. He's like, it's a nice stupid egg. game. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a stupid game, but there's a little canister in there that when you tip it back and forth, it'll moo. Oh. So he says, that's funny. He sent me an audio clip. He calls clip. it the dumb? Yeah. <laughs> the dumb. He, okay. He sent me an audio clip of it mooing, oh. so I can vouch wow. that. Oh, okay. Cool. Or, which is one of my favorites, the Pyramid Dice Shaker in Camel Up. That's a cool thing. In, in cool the first thing. edition of Camel Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because you that's shake cool. the dice and then you tip it over, the dice yeah. would fall out. Yeah, you like, yeah, hit that little button and it's it cool. falls out. CP Wilson four just loves metal coins. Yeah, just like anything metal. Our mad awesome. board gamer loves metal coins I as love well. Metal coins. He, uh, this is Chris who is on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah, okay. So I believe Chris oh, just yeah, yeah, the the, the new guy. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If not, we'll cut this. Thank part you for out. listening, sir. Yeah. If it's not Chris, we'll cut it out. I'll, I'll double check. But, <laughs> So he he did specifically say that he loves the and you guys can Sorcerer City has interlocking coins is that right? 
Um, Except, but specifically the ones from Sorcerer City that interlock. Do you have some sort of coins? Interlocking interlock? coins? No, the the are there something that interlocks in there? The what? Mm. Not that I can think of. Like, but I am stupid. Oh, well, yeah, I, I don't remember that. Interlocking coins. It sounds cool. I want one. <laughs> yeah. Can, uh, can I have an interlocking coin? <laughs> Low carb Susie. Give me that and some sex dice and I'm yeah. good. Oh my God. Low carb Susie? Low carb Susie. I love that oh. name. That's great. Low carb Susie sent me a message that said dice. Okay. Just so dice she has all Just dice. dice. No discriminatory. I was like, what kind of dice? She's like, uh, the wooden dice in Wingspan was one she said. Like, huh. like so Okay. She's ones. a dice fanatic. Yep. And I got the exact same answer back to back from Black Strawberry Games. Also likes dice. Also just likes dice. Yep. Yeah, that's a popular. That's a popular thing yeah. to enjoy. So I asked yeah. Black Strawberry Games, you know, give me fun. something, and it, uh, they said that the the Sagrada dice just get those are awesome. Those, those are really cool dice. Yes. Beautiful. Emotional Cyborg, who we hear a lot from. Yep. So shout out. Yep. Tactile Currency. So okay. games yeah. with poker, poker chips, chips metal and coins. coins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's fun Ryan to fiddle those. with. Fiddle yep. with while you play games. Too many bones. Yep. I do love some poker Jim chips. Jim Gamer. Oh yeah. Likes the skulls in Dead Man's Cabal. Okay. Um, what those look like I th- in my brain I, feel like I like I just, the Zolkin skulls that's all I th- which are yeah. also the kind of the skulls in Lords of Waterdeep yeah which are really those cool. skulls are sweet Jim Gamer likes Crokinole Board yeah mm-hmm. and Who his his iPad while he plays uh, <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings the journey through <laughs> Middle Earth yeah <laughs> that's his favorite component yeah, his that's own funny. iPad <laughs> that's yeah. really funny <laughs> he's like well I also listen to music and watch Netflix yeah. <laughs> that's a good component so yeah <laughs> Um, Fantasy and some flight says this may be cheating, but the Zolkin gears. I'm no like, way. That's, not That's a component. That's a, That's a component of the game. Component. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A couple games 2014 likes the Dino Island workers. Dino Island. So Dinosaur Island workers. Oh, Dinosaur they? Island. Yeah. Are they dinosaurs? Or no? You put no. dinosaurs in there. What are the workers? Like? The workers are just little meeples, I thought. Oh. Maybe the dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, we maybe we played with it. Also has a secondary one of the palaces and the palm trees and five tribes, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are, are cool. cool. Those are cool. Mr. Day 1607. Lewis. Likes beating Ryan in chess. Is no, that what he said? No, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't well, say Well, good, because he hasn't. Yeah. Oh, so. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, he likes, yeah. he likes the foam guns and cashing guns. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, are, those cool. are fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two more. Uh, bad board game covers. He he said he said like I think you're gonna get a whole bunch of wingspan and Everdell answers which I didn't get a ton of but he said, okay, a couple he said I said he said I'll pick the president and chancellor place cards from Secret Hitler okay I have I, I can't believe we haven't played that yeah I don't know that yeah that's kind of, of well game, that okay I'll say that kind of came out after our so Jeff and I had this very like lengthy love affair with all things social deduction <laughs> yeah and Secret Hitler kind of came out after we were kind of. Yeah, off we of like the honeymoon phase. Yeah, we were kind of burnt oh, out. Okay. We played the Resistance, Avalon, and, and you know, yeah. um, all those kind of games uh, hundreds of times. It. Yeah, I want to play it too. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know this user. DK Madigan? Never oh. heard of the guy. Oh, this is Dave's Donkey? first DK. response. Donkey My Kong. own brother's what? first response <laughs> to the Instagram inbox. He says, obviously the tree from Everdell, but the runner-up is the airship from Celestia. That is really cool. Airship. That is really cool. It's like so, a bunch of cardboard pieces put together in a three-dimensional ship, and then yeah. you put your pawns on it and fly around. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. So how did you guys think of one that... I have a couple. I I really like, um, and it sounds so stupid saying just miniatures, but the miniatures in Anachrony are really awesome because you put... The exoskeletons. Yeah, the exosuits, because you put the little things in the exosuits and you put them on the board, and it just makes it, it kind of like, you know, makes it bigger. But for me, if I had to actually say one thing, it is, and this is going to not surprise many people, it is pretty much the, the, the player mats in Too Many Bones. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. They're so yeah. cool. You like put the dice inside. The they have cutouts, little things. Yeah. They're so awesome. That's yeah. that's probably my favorite component. I think. Natalie got one. Um, I mean, I thought of a couple. I know you like Everdell. That's like... yeah. Everdell, like wingspan. I like the little um, dice tower. Yeah, the birdhouse. Yeah, that's and a good one. Eggs, and then I was looking at Beast of Balance. Those. Oh, oh good call. Cool. Beast yeah. of Balance is great. Yeah. I thought of I thought of the strike box. <laughs> just the yeah, arena. That's a cool component. You could really throw it in a box, and it probably. But but I feel like that like, arena. You need that. Man, it messes you up. Yeah, because the yeah. way those things... We you haven't played a good it. strike in a lot of... Yeah. You gotta strike it. <laughs> strike it. Yeah, so that was some some cool game components that um, people love and that I love. That's sweet. So. Yeah. Thank you for that inbox. And if you are if you just fast-forwarded, we have We're something back. completely <laughs> different now. <laughs> Natalie has an unusual surprise for us in this episode's board game, Beatdown. In today's board game beatdown, I thought I'd do something a little different. It's still a version of a beatdown, but instead of picking one game and beating it to death, I decided... <laughs> Dude, they're all dead. Yeah. They're all, all the ones who previously have died. I, I went on Reddit, and I found this question that somebody posted that says, yeah. what is the worst board game you currently own? And they also asked... For kicks, tell us why it's the worst and why you still own it. Oh, yeah. Good one. And so oh, I yeah. picked some okay. comments that I thought were pretty funny. Um, according to BGG, the game with the lowest rating I have in my collection is Star Trek, colon, The Next Generation, colon, Interactive VCR Board Game, colon, A Klingon Challenge. <laughs> VCR Board Game? Okay. There's the actual name. There's more colons in that than gay porn. Oh, my God. Ryan. <laughs> I knew it was bad uh, as it was in my head, but I was like, I don't think I can not say it. Uh, then he, he says, watch. <laughs> Look, I didn't say a whole lot. I can't, I'm not you. I can't do it. Okay. Uh, he says, but BGG can go fuck itself on that one. Look at how many colons that title has and tell me you wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10. And then somebody commented on that and said, holy crap, that's even worse than Street Fighter colon the movie colon the game. <laughs> 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 so what is it again? Star Trek colon. Star Trek colon the next generation colon interactive VCR board game colon a Klingon challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, the next person said probably Battle of the Sexes, and then there was a comment. Sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, there was a comment that somebody posted. They said on BGG, it says not best with any number. <laughs> <laughs> And then another person commented and said, oh, God, my sister-in-law made me play that game last Christmas. Hands down, the least fun I've ever had. It's bad. And then someone else said, girl question, the part of the car that makes it go, hint, it's under the hood and takes gasoline to run. Oh, Guy question, the main ingredient in this particular type of lotion that was invented in 1909 by Elizabeth Zimmersdale. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Me and Donkey Kong played this many, many, many years ago, and it was that crap. Yeah. (laughs) There was one question that we remember. It was like, I think this was Battle of the Sexes, and the girl question was, who is the greatest Orioles third baseman of all time? Oh, yeah. It's like, what's his opinion question? (laughs) Yeah, like, wait a minute. That's an opinion. How is that in there? That's, that's a game yeah, I played right. a lot Ripken, before but yeah, I but met you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You saved me. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Another person says, Uno Attack. A used copy was given to me. When you get a hit card played on you, you are supposed to hit the button on a machine, which will spew out random amounts of cards. <laughs> Problem is, sometimes you get zero cards, and sometimes you get ten cards. 
as if Uno needed to be more random. Also, the batteries die quickly, and if they are low on juice, you'll get zero cards. And then someone commented and said, in other words, when the batteries die, you go back to playing Uno. It's like an escalator. It never breaks. It just turns into stairs. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. This one I picked because I thought the name of the game was really funny. Okay. Um, Their worst board game they own is called Evil Baby Orphanage. (laughs) Whoa. Evil Baby Orphanage? Love the theme and the artwork. The gameplay is terrible and pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Love the theme. Evil Baby Orphanage? Love the theme and Evil Baby Orphanage? (laughs) You are a supervillain if you love that theme. (laughs) I know. Uh, Someone else says, Zombies. Without a doubt, even worse than triominoes. And then someone commented and said, I like triominoes. <laughs> Did they say it? I like how you read it the way they probably like, yeah. like, I like triominoes, dot, dot, Triominoes is like uh, dominoes, but they're triangles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately. Yep. Next person says, I got you all beat. Touch. It's the game of palmistry. Learn the not very interesting science of palm reading while playing an incredibly oh, dull God, game you. by Parker Brothers. <laughs> Okay. Is this real? <laughs> this is a real game. I know. Is that? That's, I guess. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, the next person says, I'm actually proud of this one. I have the Bullwinkle and Rocky role-playing party game. Wait, it's it's Bullwinkle Rocky and Rocky? Bullwinkle. Yeah, Who says weird. Bullwinkle and Rocky? It's Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> He's like, it's such a bad game. Oh, man. Where do I even start? And then he lists like <laughs> all of all the names backwards. <laughs> right. He lists a bunch of bullets, but the funniest ones are, say, first, instead of an ability score or dice to roll, each character has a spinner. If it lands on Ugh. yes... Your character succeeds at whatever you're having them do. Oh. If it lands on no, it fails. Fun fact, Bullwinkle spinner's 90% filled with no. Oh. <laughs> and then another part of it is, and perhaps my favorite element in the game, this game doesn't have counters or miniatures to represent your character. Instead, the game uses hand puppets. <laughs> you get to what? put a hand puppet of Bullwinkle on? I want this. Whoa. And then spin the Whoa. no. Damn it, Rocky! Yeah, I don't know if that's it, how he's... It's completely <laughs> absurd. I actually bought the game because of how bad it is. <laughs> Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one says, I own both the Dexter and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia board games. Probably two of the worst games I still own. The only reason I still have them is because I bought them as gifts for my wife, and my purchases of both predates me getting into hobby games. And then... <laughs> is that really a good reason to keep them? No. Well, I don't really understand. So they're like, her. Does, doesn't his wife want to get rid of them? Yeah, so right. Bad? I mean, yeah. doesn't, they, they're terrible. But then He's there was posting a comment, on Reddit, they're so this bad. Is the only, this is the only person's username I put because their username is Your Stupid Face. <laughs> 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 and they okay. just say, bought Sunny at Christmas, glad to know it sucks. But Your Stupid, <laughs> your stupid face. face. Your Stupid Face. That's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> That was good. Uh, um, probably one of the variations of Seen It DVD games or Dirty yeah. Minds, but I just hide those in Dirty the closet minds. so they don't take up valuable space on my board game shelf. Games that usually games that try to be dirty are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. True. Seen it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's. Oh, we got some weather. Yep. Yeah. There's weather happening out there. Don't lose power. Like well, I have run the laptop this time, yeah, so we're good. To, we're good to go. Yeah, it I did say it. It was raining last time when we lost power. Yeah, a tree yeah. fell down. Anyways, uh, the next person says Ninja Burger is probably my least favorite game that I <laughs> own. Awesome. Ninja it's Burger. So boring and relies so much on chance, and the humor does not even begin to make up for it. At least no one ever begs to play that, though they like. They, they do. Sorry. At least no one ever begs to play that, though. Like they do with cards against how many times can you say the what? same joke possibly to be funny to you? <laughs> oh, they're trying oh, to make fun of cards yeah, against yeah, humanity. Cards against humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, someone else says, well, all my worst games were gifts from my ex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to get games as a surprise, but these games isn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't agree with that because when you tell people or people know like you're into board games and then they find some 
board yep. game at like Kohl's or that's not what I want, right. man. Thing and you're like, like no. We, so we got I would one say, at Christmas once. Yeah, most it was of, like a '90s. Like people don't. Know. Yeah. Well, you're no. into games. I think you'll like yeah, look, this game I got at Target uh, called Sequent. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, let's see. I'm a snob. Don't you know? Yeah. Someone else <laughs> says BGG says Monopoly. I say Chinese checkers. Stupid, horrible game. <laughs> I like Chinese checkers. <laughs> when uh, I was let's younger. see. This person says Maginor. That's the game or that's their username? That's the game. <laughs> okay. M-A-G-I-N-O-R. I bought it when uh, I was really, Maginor? really early in my board game collecting, and it was designed by a name I recognize. Who? Surely that means quality. Surely? Damn you, Kinesia. It was Kinesia. Oh, okay. Maginor. Huh. Kinesia's got so many games. He does. He's got That Reiner Kinesia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone else says, it used to be Flux, but now it's phase 10. <laughs> oh. Phase 10. Uh, okay. Phase 10 is okay if you're getting people out of... Like playing Uno. Yeah. Like, don't stop playing Uno, play Phase 10, right. and then get away from the Then play Kalis. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this person says, ran across a game called Crappy Birthday on uh, oh, sale oh. for Bill $3. is in that game, Bill I think. Bill is in really? Crappy Birthday. Yeah, he's in yeah. that game. What is it? It's a crappy game. It's a crappy game. It's like a... It, I, I think it's like a matching a, thing where you're yeah. giving... Like, the cards like have some crappy game. present in your hand. I don't know. But yeah. it's not good. Mm. weird crappy birthday um and this one says i'm sorry i didn't know about the kickstarter until now so i couldn't warn people about it but the preview sample pack of the princess bride prepare to die game <laughs> is by far the worst game i've ever played or even seen i'm so sorry yeah. i'm so sorry that so many people paid 30 dollars for the game it's advertised as being like apples to apples or cards against humanity except it's not even remotely funny or enjoyable here are some example card combinations okay Hello, my name is Emily Dickinson. You built my estuary. Prepare to die. <laughs> what? Okay. Hello, my name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You netted my zebra. Prepare to die. Oh my Hello, god. Hello, my name is Princess Peach. You sacked my conservatory. Prepare to die. You sacked okay, my conservatory? Good. It was like, I'm not even sure when you built my estuary would ever be funny. What's an estuary? I don't know. I Googled uh, it and it's I, I feel like I know that word. I Googled it, it and it was like some sort of like land area where like this water meets the, the tidal mouth of a large river where the tide meets the stream. Right. And then I, I typed in Emily Dickinson in Estuary because I'm like, maybe there's like a poem she wrote that's like, I couldn't find anything well, that made any yeah. sense. If you, I'm assuming one card was Emily Dickinson. The other card was. Yeah. It, they probably didn't have anything to do with each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, and then the last funny. one nope. I have sure is don't. this person's worst game they own. It's called Pimp the Backhanding. <laughs> <laughs> Great artwork, though. Man. <laughs> Man. I love you, Bender. Great Shut up, baby. I know. <laughs> wow, that is that's crazy. That was cool. All these games are now dead, apparently, dead. from being there beaten like, down. There was a lot of. Um, I saw surprisingly. I mean, there was like a ton of comments. Oh yeah. I saw like several. I mean, there was a lot of Munchkin. There was a lot of Small World. People don't like that oh, game. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that game. I remember when I first played it with Bill way back in the day. After he played it, he was like. I've heard nothing but bad things about this, and I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah, it gets a lot of hate. Yeah. It was interesting. Chugga, 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 chugga,
what we do here is I will list 10 games that Jeff and Natalie have to correctly guess based on the clues that I give, which are in some way associated with the game in question. That was the most confusing way to describe it. Here's an example. <laughs> Constantinople. Jeff, what game am I thinking of if I say Constantinople? Istanbul. He just associated the shiz out of that. You're so, so smart. here <laughs> we go. Number one. Oh, oh man. boy. How many? I'll, I'll keep score. There's ten. Yeah, please keep score. Okay. Thank you. Number one. So Septuple Astonishment. Some of these games may have been recycled. Oh, Ooh, Jeff, what do you got? Seven one. That's yep. correct. Natalie, you knew that one. Yep. All right, so now you understand how the game works. Septuple Astonishment. That Jeff corresponded to uh, Seven Wonders. Yeah, that was only worth a half a uh, So now there's only nine. <laughs> All right, the game starts with nine. Number two. Prejudice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> they're not, like, they're not, they're not vulgar. Prejudiced Museum Patron. <laughs> Prejudiced Museum Patron. Prejudice. <coughs> Museum Patron. <laughs> oh boy! Someone who prejudiced museum patrons, but loves museums, or are they prejudice about the museum. Mm. Patron. Some dude that goes to a museum. Do they have a? Does people who go to the museum have a specific name? I don't Museumers. know. <laughs> artsy fartsy. Types. Fart, artsy fartsy. You didn't buzz in. Artsy fartsy types. All right, we'll put that one. We'll put that one there. All right, visitors. in the yep. Yeah, Prejudiced museum patron. Okay. Okay. Right. Number three. See if you can. Anyway, people at home, see if you can guess. Prejudiced museum patron. Number three. Yelling in your car. Put it in the hole. Jeff. Uh, Crokinole. Crokinole. Oh, I, that, I, was, I was really shocked you didn't get that one I immediately. I then I was like, I don't know if that's right. It's right. <laughs> I wasn't sure about it's right. it. It's right. It's right. Darn. It's right. Jeff 2, Natalie 0. Come on, babe. Get in on this one. Do you know Prejudiced Museum patron? Probably no. not. Here we go. Number four. Two rivers. Two. Natalie. Tigris and Euphrates? I also would have accepted Ooh. Yellow and Yangtze. Okay. Correct. Tigris and good Euphrates. One, good one. Very good. Very good. Those are two rivers. <laughs> you nailed it. Number five. So we're two to one now. Number five. This bitch broke up the Beatles. <laughs> Just about to. Oh, Natalie. Onitama? No. No. Inc inc incorrect. What? Onitama? <laughs> okay. Don't say anything oh. incorrect. Okay. Jeff. Are you going with Yokohama? Yokohama! Yokohama. Oh, Yoko Oni! Like, oh my god! <laughs> Yoko Ono! Yoko, I know, I was like, Yoko Ono. I'm like, Uno? I see where you're going with it now. Yes, yes. Yokohama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good one. That one makes way more sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you, we're not doing video this time, but I wish you could have seen both Jeff and Natalie were like <laughs> looking up to the uh, left with their mouths open, like, I know it. What is it? I know it. What is it? I know it. What is it? <laughs> Were you I correct? Know, yeah, I know Yoko Ono, yeah. but it's like, what game could that be? <laughs> in my head, I was like, if they know it's Yoko Ono, they'll probably they'll probably get it. Okay. All right. That's it. Okay. Number <laughs> six. So it's three to one here. Oh, yeah. Number six. Remember, the last one's worth however many points we yeah, need for right. Natalie to win. <laughs> Number six. For me. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, right. Jeff yeah, always starts. Number six. How many kitchens do you need? How many kitchens do you need? One. Yeah. Uh, Natalie. Uno? Nope. <laughs> that's good. I almost did. That was, that was, not, that's not a bad answer. How many kitchens do you need? 
do you need? <laughs> do I need? Damn you. How, now you know the answer? No. Oh. Wait, but I know Jeff, I how many, how many, many kitchens, kitchens do you need? Do you need? Um, that's a how weird many kitchens one. do you need? How many? Just Is this like a... It's not science, but... Yeah. No, okay, I will. Bob, here's move, here's but... my clue. Jeff needs clues because he's behind by being a. <laughs> <laughs> my clue is Natalie was on the extreme right track there. Very very, you were you were thinking the correct oh, man. type of thing, just not what pass. I not what I want. Okay, that's fine. Um, head bob shoulder movement. Huh? I said I should have known you wouldn't have picked Uno. You should have. Number seven. Not the middle. Not the middle. Not the middle. So what are things other than the middle? Not the mama. <laughs> not the middle. Not the middle are the top or the bottom, or even like the start or the finish. If we're not, oh, he's the making middle. a face. Nope. I know. Not. He's making a face. Remember one time? What we like? We didn't get some answer. Like we should have gotten right away. We were like saying it. But... This is not one of. The, I, I I do think. Mm. Oh, like you're basically saying it, but we just never like guessed it, kind of thing. The Man. Could also be messing with me too. Do you people at home know it? Beginning, not is there a game the called middle. Beginning? I don't know. No, not Just that I know. Is there a game called the end. The not the model. <laughs> That's all I can think of right now. Not not the the model. <laughs> I don't know. We can move on. No, we can man. move on. Right. Okay. So uh, Jeff is still up three to one, I think. Yeah. All right, we're on number eight. You're just gonna. Can I go back? Number eight. Wait. Oh. Can you okay, go back to what? Not the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah. Above and below. Yes, above and oh, below. Nice. I was that like, was great one. dude, you from the very beginning, you were just taking yourself to the path to get there. You were like, yeah, you were like, not it. the middle. Okay, what's not the middle? Top and bottom. I'm like, oh my God, he's got it. All he's got to do is associate those two things. I thought yeah. you were going to be like, above and below. Boop. I'm like, Jeff just one. noodled yeah. that out perfectly. Man. Good job, Natalie. Thanks. Good job. Three to two. Three to two. All right, we go to number eight. Here we go. You ready for this one? Yeah. Lightning Rock. And as... He dings. Ooh, man. Did you hear? Thunderstone. Thunderstone. Yeah. As you ding, the, the, thunder, thunder. the thunder hit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Good job. We'll put in like Yeah, we'll, we'll put in some thunder. Yeah. Thunderstone. Some thunder. Lightning rock. Thunderstone. <laughs> no. All right. Four to two. You got to get these last two to, to even it up. Well, there's two that we. Yeah, and then there's. True. Prejudice Museum guess. patron. And, how many, and how many kitchens do you need? Well, you can't get that one. Though. Okay. Number nine. Dry, heavy wine. <laughs> Dry heavy wine. Dry heavy wine. Think about wine. Think I need to know something about wine. Natalie. Vinos? Yes, ma'am. Vinos. It's heavy yeah. game. Oh. Yeah. It's about well, wine. Well, it's not Vinos, but I'm like, why is he saying so many words? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, because it's, it's a heavy game. game. Then yeah, I noodled it out. Nicely done. All right. She noodled it. So we have four to three. Four to three. Oh, here we go with the last one. Number ten. Marriage fart. <laughs> marriage fart. Yeah. <laughs> marriage fart. Marriage fart. Uh, this is for all the marbles. All the f- <laughs> fart. Marriage. Marriage fart. M- marriage fart. Correct. Marriage fart. I have an idea, but I think it's maybe wrong. Well, that's a good is one to say. Marriage. If you think it's wrong, it's probably a good idea to ding in. All right. So we. So you have marriage fart. You have how many? Jeff. The fog of love. Damn, that's 
That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Why didn't you? I thought it was you wrong. You were you needed to buzz in to win, Jeff. No, I should have just went for it. Damn. Nicely done. So you have missed. There are two. Prejudice Museum patron. Yeah, but she can't. She can only get. Oh yeah, so she can tie. She can tie it up with. We won't count these as like the score, but we should still try to guess them. Yeah, we'll we'll keep. We'll so try we have Prejudice Museum patron, and how many kitchens do you need? Does the game have to do with the kitchen? How many kitchens do you need? One kitchen. One. Uno. You already guessed that. Pit. How many kitchens do you need? Pit. I don't know. This doesn't make any <laughs> it's a terrible sense. Terrible game with two. <laughs> I, I told you what you said is almost exactly There's correct. Another game that's similar in title as Uno. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are you guys have been I, I'm surprised I, I, I'm not surprised because it's tough to get your brains to think like my brain <laughs> for sure but you were like Jeff I thought was going to get it about seven times really? yes yes Prejudice Museum Patron is the difficult one I think of this of these um, I, of this I batch for what Prejudice Museum, okay. Museum Patron go ahead nope. it's not nope <laughs> Not it's not no. I want to say modern art, but I don't think that's right. You're right. It's not modern art. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll modern art is a prejudice museum. Still going to be huh? guessing them because that's fine. Older. Guess oh. them, Jeff. How many kitchens do you need? Just one. Just one. Oh, Just, oh, one. Damn it. Just one. Just one. He has one put, he has put the get game it. out of reach. Now I understand. Just one. Yeah, because you were like kitchen. you were like one. And I was like. Oh. It's like, just one. I just need one. Yeah, <laughs> and you were like Uno, and I was like, that's actually good. Uno's not bad. I, I, I thought a minute. I was like, should I just give it to her? And I was like, no. I didn't have that. It's not in the rules. I actually have like, yeah. for two rivers. I actually have either Tigris and Euphrates or Yellow and Yangtze will be acceptable. Prejudice <laughs> Museum. How many kitchens do you need? Just one. Just one. Just one kitchen. <laughs> yeah, First comes science. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> Prejudice Museum patrons, the last one. Okay, we're gonna move on. I want to yeah. know it. In today's top five, we are going to give all of you Eurogame haters some Eurogame suggestions. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> I know I always want to know more suggestions of things I hate. Please show me some Justin Bieber songs and recommend me some rom-coms. <laughs> so we're going to go Natalie, me, Jeff this time. Um, you have a hand raised. Is raise. it the gallerist? It is. It's oh, the gallerist. gallerist. Damn. The gallerist is a prejudiced oh. museum picture. So okay. if you're racist... You are prejudiced against people who are not right. If you are a gallerist, you are prejudiced against. The ga- okay, that was my that was my thought process. That was my thought process. Well, you, besides modern, you, does it make sense at least to you now? Yeah. No, <laughs> they're not all winners. <laughs> Again, my remember, brain, my rules. Your knee said <laughs> when we were playing Pictionary Air. He she she he was like, Leah. wasn't my draw? Were my drawings good? And she was like. Well, and, she, and he's like, "What? They weren't." And she's like, "Well, my parents taught me not to lie." Yeah, I know. I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Well, the guitar one was pretty good. All the rest are terrible. I'm not that great at drawing in the air. I'm great at drawing when I can't see." Air. Yeah. Anyways. All right, so we're gonna go, Natalie, me, Jeff, for this one. Okay. Uh, Natalie, let's hear your number five Eurogame suggestion for people who hate Eurogames. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my number five is um, Sorcerer City. All right, is let's that hear. A Euro- sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Euroish. The reason I that I picked Sorcerer City was it's, it's fun. Not Next. a typical <laughs> Eurotype game. Um, it has dragons in it. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's yep. good. Um, it has uh, interconnecting money, apparently. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't right. know what he's talking about, but it, I gotta figure it out. It has like a timed element, and you're like drafting tiles with like limited resources. So it's like, got like Euro type stuff in it, but it's not like a classic Euro. Sure. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Sorcerer City, number five. My number five. <laughs> Rhymes with five and it's scythe. <laughs> so in scythe, this is a, a it's it's full Euro. The game is Euro. But when you look at this game, it's got like mech miniatures and the artwork is beautiful. And it's kind of like, you know, there's like really amazing components. Not that not that Euro games don't have, can't have amazing components. But typically that's more, uh, you know, attractive feature chrome of uh, an Ameritrash game. And scythe is kind of dressed up in, in a dressed up Euro game in this way. And I thought scythe would be a good game to show a Euro, someone who doesn't typically like Euro dry Euro games. Um, I think that'd be a good one to show them. So that's my number five. Scythe, Jeff, let's hear some preamble from you and then hear your number five. <laughs> Did we talk about what a Euro game is? Yeah, I asked him now, the other day about that. And I was like, would this be cons- there, like, considered a Euro yeah. game? And he was just like, sure. And I was like, I don't want to look There dumb. have been a lot of recently, <laughs> more recently, like 10, 15 years, a lot of crossover. Oh, where yeah. yeah. Euro games have a little bit of like the Ameritrash. There's some Ameritrash with some more. But so the way I'm kind of thinking of Euro games, I'm thinking of them as... The main mechanism would be like a worker placement. Mm-hmm. You're gathering some resources. You're using those resources to do something. Sure. That's kind of, that's always my, like yeah. I ask myself, is that a Euro game? Does it have though some of those or all of those mechanics? Yeah. That's kind of what a little down and dirty, like definition that I've heard over the years, which I enjoy and it doesn't work for everything is typically in Euro games, you're building, you're working to build something up. And typically in Ameritrash games, you're working to destroy something. Yeah, that's what okay. I kind of thought. I like like that. The, And it's, that doesn't obviously encompass everything. Right. Like Ameritrash, like I figured, yeah, you're just like, all you're doing is like rolling dice, killing pe- killing things. It's more like random. You're, you can't really like strategize as much. I like look, I Googled it and it said <laughs> some like main component, like or main mechanisms yeah. like worker placement or even like tile laying and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, like Jeff said, there's a ton of crossover now, mm-hmm. but when you think of like a Euro game, a classic Euro game, you're thinking of a game like Kalis, yeah. right? Or a game like Agricola, yeah. or a game like Terra Mystica. Like these are like kind of like. But those might not laced. be the games to get people in. Sure. So, right. th- but those my, might be the yeah. games. Those might be the games where if I hate Euro games, those are the games I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So what what Euro yeah. games could you show me that? You know, might get me in. That's kind of yeah, how I yeah, approached they might it. Like. Mm. My number five is a game I'm halfway through. It's called Charterstone. Yeah, oh, nice. and I think Charterstone it it plays up to six. Stegmeier, which both is of us. good. You're getting yeah, you're getting maybe people away from like partier type of games, bigger group games into now Charterstone can play six. It can play that bigger game group, and it's it's a worker placement. But I think it could be really. It's really fun to draw on the board to name these characters. There's opening cool boxes and un- like unlocking all these kind of cool things, and I think that could get someone into what other worker placement games are there. Absolutely. Now, or because I'll go back and if I play a worker placement game with Devin and she's like, "What type of game is it?" I'll say worker placement, and then she'll go, "Well, what does that mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, like Charterstone. Charterstone is is a worker placement game." Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that would be my cool number nice. five. Nice. I like it. Natalie, let's hear your number four. My number four is um, Kingsburg. Yeah. I picked this because <clears throat> the Kingsburg. I mean, dilemma. I guess it depends. Do they not like Euro games Uh-oh. because they just hate them, or do they not like Euro games because they've just never played, you know, games like that before? And Kingsburg is one of the first games that I played, and I feel like it's you fell not, in love with that instantly. Yeah, it's not too hard on the brain. Um, you're all you're like all playing on the same board, so you're not like having your own 
like player board i know i think something that people don't like about your games is like you don't you know you're just playing your own game like a solitaire type sure. thing and i feel like this is kind of like that but not really and then you also kind of have some like battles at the, at the end of the rounds too so that throws in some Kingsburg is a great (laughs) pick for a lot of reasons uh, that you talked about. I really think that a big proponent in a lot of Euro games is mitigation of of luck. There's like a lot of, you know, non-luck dependent mechanisms in a lot of Euro games. And Kingsburg kind of takes a Euro mechanism worker placement and throws in a dash of randomness with the the dice. dice. You know what I mean? You got dice. So typically if you're coming to a Euro game thinking, oh, you know, I don't get to do anything fun. You get to roll dice in this game Mm -hmm. and you get to fight monsters at the end of the round and yeah you're still collecting resources you're still you're still like garnering the favor of these nobles but you're building buildings and you're like attacking and fighting things and getting defense and i I think that's a great pick that was on my it was my number three i just swapped out yeah you um, you said it and jeff goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah my king's kingsburg or the kingsport festival okay there you go so my number four when i think about and this is kind of goes into what Natalie just said. When I think about what makes a good game that a non-Euro gamer would look for in a Euro game is, uh, you know, st- theme, number one, right? A lot right. of these themes in Euro games are just inherently boring to a lot of people. I don't care about trading in the Mediterranean, right? right? I don't care that I'm getting some sheep on this farm. It doesn't interest me like that. So when you think of a game from Orange Nebula called Vindication – that is basically all Euro mechanisms, but has miniatures. Yeah. And you're, again, you're fighting monsters. You're going, you're like using alchemy and magic and you're like combining things together. And it's like, you're like flipping over tiles and having encounters. And, you know, you're like pl- using your player powers to like level up and fight other, pe- other people. It doesn't seem Euro. When you're learning it, even, you're like, this is just sounds like an Ameritrash game. And then as you're playing it, you're kind of like, Oh, this this feels like I'm. A, I think this is a this is just a straight Euro game, and it is. It's like a Euro game, completely dressed up as an Ameritrash game, and it works. And I think there that is a good recipe for someone who typically doesn't like Euro games is going into a game like Vindication. So that's my number four, Vindication. Jeff, what about you? What's your number four? I have a similar, I'm along the similar path where theme can get people into a game. This is not the that type of theme, but this game is called Viticulture. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, third Stonemaier game. Yep, right. That's our third um, one. And that, I, I think the, the, the idea of growing wine, what are they called? Vineyards. Like yep. Having a vineyard and, and, and <laughs> turning these grapes into wine is just a, kind of a, a cool theme. There's some cool components. The, the iconography is very easy. You're putting workers on the spot to do something. Yep. The core mechanics of the game are simple to grasp, and yeah. it's fun. Great choice. So nice. I just got the Tuscany expansion I need to play with because cool. everyone like loves that. Thing. Well, you have the it. Essential Edition, right? So, so yeah, that does so have Tuscany stuff. Do you have the Tuscany Essentials? Now, yes. So okay, now I have okay. the Tuscany Essentials, which has the new board. So right. you're playing with, yeah, anyway. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's Very cool pick. Four. That's a good pick. All right, Natalie, what about your number three? I'm proud of my number three. <laughs> why, you, why is it number one? <laughs> um, my number three is Yellow and Yangtze. <laughs> okay okay. <laughs> is that your, okay um because this is one that has a lot of player interaction because you're kind of like fighting over area control and and getting in people's way and battling each other and i feel like that's what people like when they play non-euro games and this is is a euro game that that has that <laughs> don't be mad at me my number three 
<laughs> you have another one? Yeah, actually, it's different. It's called Tigris and Euphrates. Oh. <laughs> In parentheses, I say, or Yell and Yangtze. Exactly, now. And I'm proud of you for thinking that because Thanks. that is a great point. So this game, well, these two games, which are essentially the same game, they're different, a whole different breed of Euro game. This year, these Euro games have interaction in them in a way that people that talk about not liking Euro games, again, Natalie talked about this earlier, was the multiplayer solitaire. Some people don't like that. We love that. Mm-hmm. I like doing my own thing and finding out how I did it. I think that's amazing. A lot of people don't like that about Euro games. That's one big thing they don't like. So when you think of a game like Tigris and Euphrates, it looks like a dry, boring Euro game. Yellow Yangtze kind of has a similar feel. Mm-hmm. But this game, you're conflicting and getting in each other's the whole game is about getting in each other's faces and battling and securing the you know king of that being the king of the hill and getting the most victory points by um knocking your opponent out of an establishment that they spent the whole game building up on mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of punching in the face and it works somehow and it still feels like a euro game yeah right what it doesn't name that guy yeah, that that Reiner Knizia guy. No, what was the what was like? I hate your face, or what was the? Oh, yeah, stupid your face. stupid face. Your stupid face. Okay. Punching <laughs> in your stupid. Yeah, face. punching you in yeah. your stupid face. <laughs> so uh, that's a fantastic pick for you, number three, Yellow and Yangtze, and my number three, uh, Tigris and Euphrates. <laughs> Jeff, let's hear your number three. My number three is a game that Ryan doesn't necessarily love. It's not like straight Euro, but there's a lot of Euro mechanics. This game is called Broom Service. I knew that. I was like, that's gonna appear. And there Broom Service is just fun. But I can there, buy that for. There's a little bit. List. Yeah, there's a little bit of of card play that that's fun, interactive with people. But again, you're you're moving your little witches and your little whatever things around the board and collecting <laughs> potions and dropping them off in different places, which is which is very Euro. Euro, yeah, it's yeah. Euro. Yeah, uh, but Pick also with with a funny theme of like witches and potions and and playing these goofy cards and having to say like, oh, I'll be the little witch and <laughs> like the, wanting to be the top. I don't remember yeah. what the terms are called, but game it's really of funny, the year. So. One game of the year. <laughs> Great choice That's from your boy. Great choice, oh. yeah, from your boy Fister. Fister. We just met number two, Natalie. Let's hit it. Uh, my number two, I picked is. I mean, I've only played Clank Legacy, but mm. Clank because good choice. That's another one where it's like a deck builder, but yep. you're also like moving around on a map, like yep. you do in like Ameritrash games. And you know, again, there's a dragon. There's a dragon again. <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. that's what you need. That's all you need for yep. to not hate a Euro game. Like this game. There's dragons. There's <laughs> dragons and monsters. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not you're you're racing against each other, but not in like a point salady type way. Yeah, just in a. In that's a great that's a great choice mm-hmm. that's a great choice my number two <laughs> is a game that uh natalie's kingsburg really kind of messed a lot of us over here my number <laughs> yeah. two is basically kingsburg in space and it's alien frontiers one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time uh, and again for the same reasons that natalie talked about uh kingsburg being a good game for someone who might not like euro games it, you still have this euro game feel of worker placement and there's even area majority in this game but you're rolling dice and you're in space and you know, there's a lot of really cool player powers that you get, and it's just, it doesn't feel totally Euro. And I think you could play this and you wouldn't, you know, necessarily feel like you're playing something like Kalis or Palaces of Carrara. So that's my number two, Alien Frontiers. Jeff, what about yo? My number two, I don't know how many toes I've. Uh, how many you toes? You have these, 10 toes. Well, I don't know how many toes I'm stepping on here with Uh-oh. one and two. I'm like, gosh, what are they? I'm like nervous about what do you guys have. <laughs> my number two, I'm going to go with a game I just played on Friday, Orleans. 
Yeah, I thought about that and one. It's, I really thought about putting that on here. It's cool. You know, you're building the bag up. There's only a finite number of actions you can do on your board and even a smaller number of actions you can physically do with how many pieces that you have. Like, I only have these four people to put out on this board. These are the only actions I can do. Mm-hmm. It's simple. And again, it's 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 a Euro game. You're, the workers are just happen to be discs that you pull out of a bag instead of their that is, in front of you. That alone, um, that mechanism alone feels so cool. Yeah. And doesn't feel inherently Euro. Yeah, and then if you want to ramp it up, there's expansions that ramp the game up to make it harder or, or more complicated. But yep. yeah. or you can co-op I just it. think it's I think it's a great yeah, we can play co op. I just think it's a great intro into like the next level like Euro games. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's not it doesn't feel dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing I think you want to avoid mm-hmm. doing that. You know, all right, Natalie, what is your number one? I think I made a bad choice for number one. Are you going to say Vinos? (laughs) No. Dry, heavy wine? Yeah. (laughs) But it is, it's heavy. Let's hear it. Okay, so I picked um, CO2. That's a great choice. I thought about putting that on my list. Mostly because it's like, it is a hardcore Euro, but it's also cooperative. So, you know, you can still, you're not stuck alone and you have to kind of work together still. And, but it's like. And the theme is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was on no, that's mentions. a great yeah, choice. Okay. I wouldn't be, I I wouldn't like, be upset about that. Is that too much for someone who hates Euro games? I don't think people hate Euro games because of the complexity necessarily. Okay. I, I think a lot of the reason a lot of people don't like Euro games is the theme is yeah. boring. The games are right. boring and, like, and it feels yeah. like work. You're right. This is you know the I mean? theme and you're all working towards one common goal you know, to like beat it. Yeah. And like this game is hard, but it never feels like work to me in the, in, a, in, a, in the way that a lot of heavier Euro games, which we love yeah. can yeah. do where yeah. you're like, Oh God, like this hurts my brain. You know, it's not fun. I feel like CO2 has that fun level. So yeah. I think that's a great choice. Thanks. My number one. And I, I might, I don't know, Jeff, I'm not sure what your number one is. My number one is a game that we talk about all the time. And uh, there's a lot of components that people like, and it's called Everdell. Oh yeah. If you're, a person who does not like Euro games, is this your... No, it's not. Okay, phew. If you're a person who doesn't like Euro games, um, I think Everdell is a fantastic game to try because you're going to look at this game and just be captivated. You know what I mean? Again, one yeah. of the things that a lot of people don't like about Euro games is they're boring and mm-hmm. drab. Yeah, uh, Donkey Kong talks all the time about his least favorite thing about Euro games is the box cover where there's always an angry looking feller boring looking on there. And I'm with him on that. Right, that's yeah. like, why do they think someone's right. going to want that's that? not going to grab somebody. Right. So, so that's part of the thing, I think, is like, what pulls you in? Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Donkey Kong Madigan, this was one of his, if not his favorite game of all time. Right, yeah, like, it's yeah, one of it. his favorite games of all time, and he is someone who typically is not drawn to the Euro style mm-hmm. games. Okay, and um, so he's kind of the poster child for Everdell being a game that if you don't like Euro games, try this game out because it is just there's everything is lush. That's like the one word I would describe this game. So that's my number one, Everdell. Jeff, let's hear it from that you. Would have, I was hoping that one of you were going to say that. One of you was going to say that because it's on my list. And I was like, I could have subbed it in. Yeah. Because yeah. If you needed to. Yeah. yeah. My number one is to go with avoiding a, a dry theme. I'm thinking of people who hate Euro games. And I'm, I'm going to just generalize people. These people might be like <laughs> war gamers who are like, I'm not playing this. They might be RPG people who are yep. like, I'm not playing this boring ass. Yep game about moving spices around no i'm not doing <laughs> yep. that yeah. so this game is called lords of Waterdeep. yeah okay lords of Waterdeep is a D themed euro game entry worker level placement yep. entry level but it could pull people in because it's made by 
the whoever makes D&D. Um, and, <laughs> yep. Who is it? Somebody. I don't remember. It is somebody. somebody. Um, and the art is great. It looks like D&D. You have these, you know, you have these little workers and the workers you're collecting kind of, you're, you're placing them on the board to, to collect other people and those people then go on these missions and you can read the mission cards and it's very I thought it was Wizards of the Coast Wizards of the Coast yeah Wizards of the Coast okay and it's very um, it's themed very cool and I think it could draw people in but it, it is a straight worker placement Euro game yep so that was my number one that's a fantastic choice yeah I remember when you first got that many 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 years ago mm-hmm. when it came out back in was it 2012 yeah it's, been, I, it's wow. one of my oldest games um, I remember you played it at Nerdfest with Ben. Mm. I know I, I remember this. Yeah. And I remember he I was like, what'd you think? And he was like, that that's one of the best games I've played ever. <laughs> and Ben is also someone who's not typically a fan of yeah. Euro games. Yeah. He likes the the more thematic uh Ameritrashy stuff because yeah. it's more fun for him. He was like that that I love I thought that was amazing. You know, and I remember thinking like, wow, that's that's a really yeah. Big endorsement. So that is our top five games uh, for Euro gamers, who, people who hate Euro games. Do you I guys know. have any honorable mentions? I, I, I do. When I wrote it down, I crossed it some? out like two times. I'm You're like, like, what I'm like, it? Yeah. What did I say? Top? No. <laughs> five game? No. Five Euro games? A per- no. Five Euro games for a person who doesn't like Euro. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Now exactly. Yeah. Mentions? What are your some honorable um, mentions, see, Natalie? Ascension, Quacks, Chaosmos. That's all I really got. Yeah. Okay. My I want mine. Uh, my my number six was in the Hall of the Mountain King. Mm-hmm. That was going to be oh, on that's there. That's a good one. Yeah. I had I had Everdell. Okay. I had a game that Joe owns called Spirium. That's an easy oh, that's a cool game. game. Yeah, that's a cool game. That's a cool game. Yeah. I thought of Castles of Burgundy. I didn't know if you guys thought of that at all, but that might be just I had dry. That was kind of so one I thought. Well, dry. only because it's just to ugly. me that's like classic Euro. It's game just like almost. ugly. I felt like yeah. it's so it's good. Amazing. I feel like that's a game you would look at it hating Euros and you'd be like, no. Yeah. But then you'd play it and you'd be like, oh, maybe this is pretty okay. Cool. Maybe because it's yeah. got the yeah. dice. Yeah. It didn't draw you in, and that's kind of yeah. I feel like it wouldn't draw you. I put Istanbul as another one. That's great. I thought about I that had too. Isle of Sky, which is a great one. Oh, that's a good choice. Um, I also thought, and this is why it was left off, is the debate of just Seven Wonders. Like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, I yeah. thought about that. It's a little too, less Euro-y than, than the ones on my list, so I kind of left it. Oh, I, that's, I think that's a good choice. That's definitely yeah. a. Yep, so that was Euro-y. it. I had five tribes too, but I think that might be a little too, maybe slightly too heavy. Maybe but, a little too heavy. Maybe. Um, yeah. So those were. Maybe, maybe. Awesome. Great. So go pick some of those games up if you hate Euro games and you really yeah. want to get some Euro games. Maybe you're not liking Euro games and you're kind of like, darn, like I want to, right. I, but, but, but they like haven't Euro been games, good for you. Play one of these, yeah, pick up like one of these. It. Pick up a Vindication or a, a Scythe or a Kingsburg or one of the ones that Jeff said that yeah. I can't remember right now. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at Gamecasters or at Mad Board Gamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group group just search gamecasters you'll find us there you can also email us at the gamecasters podcast at gmail.com we have that incredibly barren board game geek guild that natalie still hasn't joined three six seven eight <laughs> if you'd like the show we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on apple podcast or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us no less than five please all music for this and every episode was produced by jeremy pete if you enjoyed it and want some of your own for your next project please email us to discuss so for natalie jeff the mad board gamer i'm ryan and you have been listening to the gamecasters good night everybody Stop.